ESPN Sports presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents high school baseball. Big curveball is going to be knifed into right field. That looks like it's no man's land, but Tanner Johnson comes over and makes a diving catch. Nice play by Johnson to steal away a Texas leaguer. Today, it's the final game of the regular season as the Kearney Bearcats welcome in the Omaha Burke Bulldogs. High School Baseball and ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. And the 0-1 pitch to Roseberry. Swung on and base hit to right field. Will that be enough to get him in? They're going to send him around third. Easton Bruce and Carney takes the lead as the throw comes home. An RBI single for Cash Roseberry. Carney had their four-game winning streak snapped on Saturday, while Omaha Burke is riding a five-game winning streak, their longest of the season. It's the Bulldogs and the Bearcats coming up next, but first, it's time for the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio Sports Director Doug Duda live from Memorial Field in Kearney right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. 627-1064. Good afternoon, everyone. From historic Memorial Field in Kearney, Doug Duda and our producer-engineer Stacy Johns on the final home game of the season for the Kearney Bearcats as they take on the Burke Bulldogs from Omaha on what is a windy day. It has been a weather every spring. You talk about it, but it's been more so here. It's either been cold, it's either been snowing, it's either been raining, it's been windy, and by gosh, it is windy today. Right now, it says we are setting at 58 degrees here in Kearney with a north wind at 26 mile an hour, and it seems like it is gusting way more than that. We've had a couple here at Memorial Field where the temperature was uh, in the 40s and the wind was up around 20 mile an hour. It seems like it's blowing more about 30, 35 right now. We are here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. As you heard in the open, the uh, Bulldogs are playing their best baseball right now. They've won five in a row, and Carney was three outs away from also winning five in a row before Lincoln Southwest came back and got the win. We'll find out where we're going for districts. It's definitely going to be on the road, and the key here is not to have to play that play-in game, the 4-5 matchup on a Friday night, and just be there on Saturday. Right now, Carney would set as a three seed in the A6 district. We'll look more about that in just a little bit, but when we Return. We'll take a look at the starting lineups here from head coach Brad Archer. 3.30 is our first pitch start time, and we've got it all for you here on ESPN Tri-Cities. More than 10 years of doing things the right way have led to over a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years and counting. Proudly supporting Kearney Baseball. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! 
Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Welcome back to Memorial Field. As always, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school sports and including baseball here. We've got Kurt Schmidt behind the plate, and Jim Langan will be on the bases here for Game 1 this afternoon, followed by the JV. And it's time for the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off, for the Bulldogs of Omaha Burke, they'll put their designated hitter in the number one spot, Jason Irwin. Batting second in left field is Brayden Artzer. On the mound and batting third is Gage Otter. He'll be followed by Ramon King. He plays shortstop and will bat fourth. At third base, batting fifth is Owen Kelly. At first base and batting sixth is Nate Luters. Doing the catching and batting seventh for Burke is Caden Nice. In right field and batting eighth is Dalton Farron. At second base and batting ninth, Nolan Chandler in center field, but being DH'd for is Rodney Whaley. The head coach is Scott Hodges, assisted by Corey Moore, Chris York, Mike Hagee, and Frank Ryan, 10-12, and 12, but winners of five consecutive games for the Burke Bulldogs. For the Carney Bearcats, batting first in left field, Reese Bober moving up the order and batting second, doing the catching is Max Myers. At second base and batting third, Tanner Johnson. The third baseman and cleanup hitter is Corbin Rich. Holding down his spot in center field and batting fifth is Easton Bruce. Batting sixth, the designated hitter, Cale Conrad. On the mound and batting seventh, Brayden Anderson. At first base and batting eighth is Cash Roseberry. Batting ninth, the shortstop, Seth Altwine. Creed Martin will play right field, and he will be the designated hitter player for Conrad will take over for him. The Bearcats, an even 13-13, and coached by Brad Archer, Matt Conant and Josh Redmond as they get ready for their home finale. They had their senior day activity Saturday. That, considering the weather, was a good call. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll hear from Bearcat coach Brad Archer when we return on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtothesshed.com. Back with you here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. It's the final game of the regular season for Kearney High. Now, Burke does have a game tomorrow when they return home to take on Omaha Central. Then we're into district play this weekend. And head coach Brad Archer joins us here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Coach, in some instances, it seems like the regular season has flown by, but without having a whole lot of nice days to play on, it kind of seems like it's been around for a while. Can you believe it's the final game? 
Well, that's for sure. We haven't had uh, many nice days, and it seems like uh, the nice days we didn't have games scheduled. But, uh, you know, the spring really goes fast. It's kind of a whirlwind. Uh, you're playing a number of days, and obviously we play out of town quite a bit. So, uh, um, you know, the first year went extremely quick, and, and this year uh, seemed to go as fast. You seem to be playing some pretty good baseball, especially, as you said, the defense has been getting better. The pitching has been pretty solid. It was again on Saturday, just kind of unfortunate, had the lead going into the seventh inning and and couldn't hold it. Uh, How do you take that into today, and do you worry much about that, which I guess just what were your thoughts as the way that game played out? Well, I thought our kids played uh, extremely well on Saturday against a uh, quality opponent. Uh, As you said, we were up 2-1 to going into the uh, top of the seventh, and you know, sometimes in baseball, some weird things can happen, and and they were able to get their leadoff hitter on uh, by what we call a swinging bunt. So that that's a guy taking a full swing, but it comes off the bat as if uh, he bunted the ball. And sometimes those plays are are hard to make. And we had an opportunity to maybe make that play, but we didn't get it done. And so that kind of started uh, everything off for them as far as uh, the top of the seventh was concerned, because then they came up uh, being down one run and and put down another bunt, which we weren't able to get to. So, um, But again, like I said, Cal pitched a, a great game for us. We played well defensively. I think we had eight or nine hits in the game. So very happy with our effort. Uh, we, we just weren't able to hold on there at the end. Talking with Brad Archer here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. I think you've told me before it's one of the things that you can work on very early on, whether it's high school or Legion season, is kind of some bunt defense, and the fans may see the catcher come out and make all the signals to his infielders. How many different types of bunt defenses do you actually have to work on? Well, it kind of depends on where runners are at. I mean, uh, if you've got a runner at first, you've got your standard bunt coverages there with uh, the pitcher covering first and third baseman, the third base side, uh, and then. You know, same thing with the runner. Second, you kind of switch stuff up, switch stuff up uh, with your third baseman staying more at home, and the pitcher has a third base side, first baseman has a first base side, and then the second baseman has to rotate over. But uh, we also have about three other things that we run off of uh, those bunk coverages as far as wheel plays, and a wheel play with a pick, and then we try to sneak a shortstop in behind to get the runner to go back to second and still throw the ball home, and that way maybe we can get a force out at third base if they have runners at first and second. So we've got three or four things that we try to run throughout the season. You want to be playing your best baseball, as every coach says, whatever the sport is at the end of the season. Do you think uh, that you are playing your best? Because, I mean, man, the pitching has been so incredible and the offense has been what the offense has been for 26 games. That hasn't really changed much. Uh, no, for sure. No, I, you know, I've said this numerous times. Our, our pitching this spring has been phenomenal. Uh, take my hat off to those kids. They've really competed hard and, and they've uh, kept us in a lot of games, uh, you know, defensively. You know, I think we've got the lineup right now where uh, we put those kids out on the field. We feel pretty good defensively where we're at, and that also ties in with uh, what we think we have for an offensive uh, lineup as well. So uh, we've played well here. Uh, Pitchers have pitched extremely well, as I said. I think we've played better defense. Our outfielders have have done a nice job out there, uh, especially with – playing all these days when the wind's blowing 20 to 40 <laughs> miles per hour, like it's going to again today. But uh, so I, I think we're where we need to be. Uh, obviously, if we could uh, find a way to uh, score some more runs, uh, our record would be a little bit better than uh, it is, which it's 500 right now. That's our head baseball coach, 
Brad Archer as we are ready to get going. Jason Irwin will take a strike from Braden Anderson, and the next pitch will be a fastball outside, ball one. They had some technical difficulties with the PA, so didn't have to announce the lineups and get the anthem played, so we started a couple of minutes early here. It's Jason Irwin, Braden Archer, and Gage Otter. The first three batters for Omaha Burke, and Anderson tries to break off a 1-1 curveball that stays high. Ball two, two balls, one strike. You've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrids seed dealer. Again, the wind is howling towards right. The 2-1 fastball is low and in ball three, and this is about the only time that Anderson has had problems is in that first inning. You'll see a lot of pitchers uh, that they need to get that field. Sometimes if you're going to get them, you need to get them in the first inning or you might not get them at all. The 3-1 pitch by Anderson is going to be swung on a missed strike two. So a full count here. Want to hear the wind? There you go. That's the wind. That's what happens when we turn the crowd mic on here today. So 3-2 and two to the leadoff batter here in Jason Irwin. And the line of the pitch from Anderson is going to be knife towards right field, but that's got no chance with this wind. And that'll be the interesting thing here today. I, It's just not going to be fun playing baseball out here if the ball gets into the air. And uh, right now, they're not shifting the outfield towards right, but they are playing shallow with Braden Archer on deck. This is the leadoff man of the ball game here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug Duda with you on this Monday afternoon. And Anderson, the 3-2 pitch again is going to be swung on and missed. Strike three. So he battles back to get the first out via strikeout. You can also listen online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. That is PlatteRiverPreps.com. And uh, maybe an advantage to the left-handed hitters today, but even if they pull it, that win's not going to help them. The right-handed batters that like to go opposite field, and Carney has a couple of those towards the bottom of the lineup. They might be in for a big day. And, boy, you've got the right fielder, Creed Martin, even playing a little bit shallow here as the first pitch to Braden Artzer is up for ball one. 1-0, one just underway. Swung on and popped into the air in the infield. Second baseman Tanner Johnson shading from the sun. Can't find it. It drops. Base hit. First, he couldn't find it, and even if he could, the wind was moving it around. And that was a killer in the seventh inning on Saturday. Lost one in the sun after a couple of bunts where Carney had a 2-1 lead going into the seventh, only to see nothing solidly hit early on. And Southwest put up four runs and won the ball game 5-2. So a single for Braden Artzer, and that'll bring up Gage Otter. He'll be doing the pitching today for Omaha Burke. Catcher Max Myers, some teams like to run on this Carney club. Let's see what happens here. Fastball in there, taken for strike one. Looked like he wanted to go, but just didn't get a good jump, so Archer stayed put at first base. It's Reese Bober in left, Easton Bruce in center, Creed Martin in right, Corbin Rich at third, Tanner Johnson second, Cash Roseberry first, and Seth Altwine at short. Myers catching, and the pitch from Anderson. He'll fire over to first, and... Roseberry will slap the tag off, but back in plenty of time is Artzer. Rich playing in a little shallow at third. Nothing too crazy. Now backs up even with the bag. King will be next. One on one out here, top of the first. Varsity action for Carney High. Fastball grounded back up the middle. The second baseman Johnson has it to short for one. Back over to first, not in time. And the force out will give us two. As Johnson finds Altwine, just didn't have enough time. It wasn't smoked. It took a big high hop over the pitcher's mound, but Johnson was there to make the play. Otter's on of the fielder's choice. 
two out. And Ramon King will check up there. He is the shortstop for Omaha Burke. Takes a while to get into the batter's box. Lead away from first. And Anderson will take a look. Now comes set as King's ready to go. Trying to work around that base hit. And that was popped into the air and hit the ground. Curve ball, strike one call to King. Carney a little different. They have definitely shaken the lineup up throughout the year. There hasn't been really a guy that stayed in the same spot all year long. Setting up outside Myers. Fastball lifted into center field. Wind pushing it to the right. Bruce tracking. Bruce tracking. And he's got it. So despite losing that one on the infield, Carney does a good job here with Anderson. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left on. Through a half inning, Omaha Burke nothing. And Carney coming to bat on ESPN Tri-Cities. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HDTVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Carney Baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you in part by Good Evans. Live well, love well, goodevans.com. We go to the bottom of the first here. After Burke put up a zero in the top, it'll be Reese Bober, Max Myers, and Tanner Johnson, the first three hitters here for Carney High. The home finale. Glad to have you along with us here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Taking a look at what Burke wants to do defensively here, they're And on the grass at third, deep at first, shallow in center and right. Bober stands right up on the plate. The first pitch from Gage Otter is going to be low, ball one. So Braden Archer in left, Rodney Whaley in center. Dalton Farron is in right for the Burke Bulldogs, looking for their sixth win in a row. The 1-0 pitch is going to be low at the knee for ball two, 2-0. Infield, Owen Kelly third, Ramon King short, Nolan Chandler second, Nate Luters at first, Caden Nice the catcher, and Gage Otter. The 2-0 pitch to Bober. Swung on and hit down the first baseline foul. Strike one, two and one. It's Bober, Myers, Johnson, then Rich, Bruce, Conrad, Anderson, Roseberry, Altwine here in the ballgame for Carney High. 
this afternoon. This is KXPN and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 2-1 pitch, swung on and grounded towards short. Picked up there by King. Throws over to first. It's low, and they don't catch it. That's probably going to be an error on the first baseman. It did not bounce, but yet it is an error, and Carney has their leadoff man aboard. And Max Myers vaulting up that batting order. He was hanging around the number seven spot for the first two-thirds of the year, about the last handful of games. He had moved up to about fifth, third, second. As we said, really Easton Bruce, the only player that's kind of stayed every time in center field, except when he'll pitch in a ball game. Everybody else has been moved around. Let's see if Carney tries to bunt right away here and get things rolling. Stepping off the mound and throwing over the first, bouncing it over there is going to be Otter. That time it's scooped up by Looters. It was this kind of a situation that gave Southwest the win on Saturday. Kind of ruined a great pitching performance again by Cal Higgins. You heard Coach Archer talk about how great they have been pitching. Fastball taken for strike one. So Myers did not square to bunt. Not an overpowering look here from Gage Otter. He's not going to throw you an 88-mile-an-hour fastball, that's for sure. He'll come set here in the 0-1 pitch. Squares to bunt, lays it down. Pitcher comes off, slips, picks it from one knee, throws to first, and they, oh, they're going to call him safe on a bang-bang play. Carney gets the call on a bang-bang play and an infield hit for Max Myers trying to lay down the sacrifice bunt. So Tanner Johnson will come up with runners at first and second, and now here comes the head coach. Scott Hodges, he wants to talk to Jimmy Langan over here. Just a difference of opinion. I know what Jimmy's telling him. Hey, coach, it was a bang-bang play. I had him there. If you didn't, he's going to be very diplomatic about it. Coach Hodges thought they had him. Now let's see what Johnson does. Probably not a bunting situation, but we will find out. Because Tanner looks like the kind of with the pitcher we have out here, and he might actually jump out ahead of him too far, but he could lace one here. Center field, I mean, they're playing the co-ed foul line in left and center. Johnson stands in. Let's see if he's bunting. Yes, he squares. He gave it away early. Here comes the pitch. He'll pull it back. It's a breaking ball in there for a strike. And this is one of those situations. That was a perfect ball to bunt down the third baseline because the third baseman can't really charge it. He's got to stay to his bag because the shortstop's covering second. 0-1-1 to Johnson. Trying to get Carney off and rolling here in the first. First two men are aboard, and the pitch squares to bunt, pops it foul. Strike two, 0-2. High school baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you in part by... Broadfoot Sand and Gravel, Family Physical Therapy, Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle, and Five Points Bank of Kearney. So Bober reaches on the air. Myers bunts him over and is safe on an infield single. Two on, nobody out. Here in the bottom of the first, we're scoreless. On a howling, windy day. The pitch, high and away. Intentional, ball one. Corbin Rich would be next. I know the golfers are glad they don't have a meet today even though there's some that are probably out there on the course anyway. Tennis glad they're not playing. Carney got moved to Wednesday at Lincoln East. Curveball misses outside. Ball two. That's a good pitch, though, by Otter. 
If the next one bites a little bit, that'd be a knee buckler, and you're back to your dugout. So a 2-2 count now with two on, and nobody out here in the bottom of the first. Johnson couldn't get the bunt down, now has to swing away. And the pitch, swung on and grounded it short, could be two. Shortstop drops it, and a second baseman able to pick it up on the roll, and he's forced out. So after a bad break, a good break, as the shortstop, King, tried to get it out of his glove too quickly, he didn't have it. But the second baseman, Nolan Chandler, picked up the fumble and forced out Max Myers. So Bober goes to third. Johnson's on on the fielder's choice. It was almost like a bunt anyway. That'll bring up Corbin Rich, the third baseman here this afternoon for Carney. So a little bit of an unusual start. We really haven't had anything smoked. We've had a couple of grounders to short on each side. Runners at the corners, will they test the arm early of Caden Nice? Because Tanner Johnson could be one of those guys you'd want to take a base here. And again, Rich, if he gets a hold of one, he might uh, alter physics and be able to pull it over the left fielder. Still waiting in there patiently for Otter to come set. Short lead at first. Otter will throw over to first. Johnson easily back. Again, some projected district pairings are out. As it stands today, Carney would go to Lincoln, where Southwest would be the number one seed. Curveball to Rich, called strike. I think Carney would take that, too. They thought they had Southwest Saturday. I mean, it was 2-1 to one in the seventh. If you're going to play a number one seed, you want somebody that you've been able to be competitive with. Millard North would be the two, Carney the three, and then Lincoln North Star would actually be the four. Throw back over to first. And now Otter might be thinking too much about the runners, not the batter. Trying to work around the leadoff error. Runners at the corners now with one out here in a scoreless bottom of the first. Rich waiting with the 0-1 pitch. Curveball swung over the top of it. The beauty strike two. Easton Bruce is on deck. Kind of like the Huskers the last couple of days. Carney has had trouble getting that key base hit. A lot of guys getting on without necessarily smacking the ball into the outfield. One and two to Rich. Set up outside of the pitch. Fastball right back off the pitcher's ankle, and everybody's going to be safe. He tried as he was following through, going to first. It came back towards third. He tried to get his foot out there, and all that did was stop the baseball. So another infield hit here for Carney and an RBI for Corbin Rich, and the Bearcats are up by a score of one to nothing as Bober trots home, and Johnson is now at second. Easton Bruce, another left-handed batter here and center fielder for Carney. Bruce stands pretty much on top of the plate. And Otter. Fastball out. Ball one. Kale Conrad would be next. He's the DH today. Important game for both teams. There's a chance the loser slides down into that number 20 or 21 slot where they would have to play on Friday. Fastball hit down the left field line, and it is going to tail foul. Good placement there. I think that hit right off the home plate in the bullpen and kicked it back towards the left fielder for Omaha Burke and Artzer. One and one to Bruce. And again, Coach Archer saying 
Carney's right at 500. They either drop below Tier 3 or go up to Tier 2, depending on how it goes today, or stay at a Tier 2. Wild card points for a lot of teams they play. Fastball, Bruce holds up. It's just high. Ball two. Two and one. Johnson at second, Rich at first. Burke got a pop-up in the infield that could not be fielded because of the sun and wind, but could not take advantage in the top half of the inning. 2-1 pitch to Bruce is up and away. Ball three. And really, Caden Nice has not made any kind of effort to frame the pitch. We see a lot of the guys try to do that. It's not that Otter's missing a lot, but when he goes up and away, they just kind of leave it there. He almost, as he catches it, just stands up and walks through it. Three and one. And the pitch to Bruce is an overswing that's going to tower this one into the air. Short right field. Second baseman under it. Second baseman Nolan Chandler makes the catch, and nobody else can go anywhere. We might have even had an infield fly rule called on that. But Easton Bruce flies out to the second baseman for out number two. That'll bring up the designated hitter in Cale Conrad. And the lefty. Chance to give Carney some cushion here after one inning, but needs a base knock. Third baseman Owen Kelly will play well off the bag. Middle little infielders pinching second. Carney had runners at first and second with nobody out, have just one run across. And the pitch, curveball up. Ball one. One and oh. Coach Brad Archer looking at the defense on the left side of the infield, making sure nobody sneaks in behind Tanner Johnson. one nothing. Carney, bottom of the first, and Gage Otter will kick and fire, and that fastball is going to be low, ball two. So Otter all over the place right now, not wild, but moving the pitches in and out. Can't even say that he's fallen behind all the batters. He was up on Myers. He was up on Johnson. He was up on Rich, but now down 2-0 to Conrad, and he's going to take that one over the outer corner for strike one. 2-1, Braden Anderson doing the pitching today for Carney would be next. Conrad steps out of the box, takes a little extra time, now comes set. And the 2-1 pitch. Otter comes set and fires. It's going to be a fastball out. 3-1. So again, Carney has not smoked one, and they've got a chance to maybe have the bases loaded here in the first. Adjusting the hat, Otter takes the glove off. Can't be easy to pitch in this either. This wind's 25 to 30 mile an hour. And the 3-1 pitch to Conrad. Swung on and fouled back. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Susan Bice, Ryan Bruno among your agents, and a full count, so the runners will be off. Johnson at second, Rich at first, with two outs here and a full count to the left-hander, Cale Conrad. Otter set, and the 3-2 pitch. There go the runners. Fastball grounded right at short. He'll pick it up, have to throw over to first, and the play made by King, and Carney leaves two men on. There were no runs on two infield hits. There was one error and two men left on. After one, Carney won. Omaha Burke nothing on ESPN Tri-Cities. 
At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes, sprinklers with precision, plants with purpose, outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own, and every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Doug Duda back with you here on ESPN Tri-Cities as we go to the top of the second inning. Carney up by a score of one to nothing. Five, six, seven here for the Bulldogs of Omaha Burke. Owen Kelly, Nate Luters, and Caden Nice will check in against Braden Anderson. Going to the top of the second. And the first pitch here by Anderson. Swung on and fouled down the right field line. Strike one brought to you by Home Real Estate. Rhonda Johnson, Steve Corum. Again, for those of you, and we've been talking about it up here in the press box, this is just the second year of Kearney baseball because of the COVID last year. Still some questions about what happens in the postseason. We'll address those here as the 0-1 pitch comes from Anderson. Fastball behind it, swung on a missed strike two. The importance is if you're in one of those districts where you have a 4-5 matchup, you have to play Friday night, then you come back for that first game Saturday against the number one seed. And the 0-2 pitch way outside, intentional, ball one. Looters on deck. So for Kearney, like the last time, they were in that A7 district with Millard West. Millard West played like an 11 a.m. game. Kearney played like a 2 and then played Millard West right after that to go to state. Big curveball and a nice job fighting that one off the handles, sending it in his own dugout, almost taking out the man on deck and Looters. But Owen Kelly fought off that big curveball from Braden Anderson. So that would be the guess if Carney stays in that 2-3 matchup. Anderson, fastball, straight back again to the net. The number one seed would get to play the first game on Saturday so that they could have the rest, presuming that they would win, and then play the third game of that day. You would have three games on that Saturday. At least that's the way it has been. Anderson's pitch again. Swung on and hit into right field. First chance here for Creed Martin. The wind carries it. He puts the glove out, and it falls right in there. Martin handles it. But that's the best hit ball so far, the ball game by Owen Kelly. And that'll bring up Nate Luters. He's hanging down first base. Here's a big, stocky young man. Luters comes in there. Senior. He can pitch, but he's holding down the first base bag. Looks like he could really hurt a baseball if he hit it. And that doesn't even mean with a bat. 
First pitch is going to be in for ball one. One and zero, one nothing. Carney here in the top of the second. It's the home finale. Grand Island's playing at Columbus today. Burke actually goes back home tomorrow to wrap up the regular season with a home game in the Metro. And the pitch, fastball right in there for strike one. One ball, one strike. To Luters, the first baseman for Burke. Tomorrow it's against Omaha Central. Central. 13 and 15, so another team kind of right in the mix. There'll be a lot of movement between now and Wednesday. Swung on and poked down the right field line. Foul. And strike two, one and two. Nate Luters, Caden Nice would be next. Nobody on, one out here in the second. Don't forget Kansas City Royals return home tonight to Kauffman Stadium. They begin a four-game series with Cleveland. First pitch is at 7-10 on the breeze, aptly named today. The pitch swung on, chopped slowly towards Altwine. He waits for it. He grabs it, throws to first, and out. There's not a lot of speed over there from Luters. As we said, he's a big old boy, and he is going to be thrown out. So two up, two down. Keeping that ball on the ground key here in this wing. Don't have to worry about swirling around if you can get a bunch of ground outs. Caden Nice, the catcher, will stand in there for Burke. Only hit here in the first Inning in two-thirds was one that got lost in the sun slash wind in the infield. First pitch taken down the middle, but they're going to call it a ball. 1-0 to Nice. Out of the full windup, Anderson wastes no time. Check swing, but it didn't matter. That's in there for a strike over the outer third. One ball, one strike. Hastings Baseball made it into the GPAC tournament. They got the last spot. They go to Concordia. That's Thursday at 3 on KHAS, 12.30 a.m., 104.1 FM. Pitch here is going to be in there for strike two. That one was up around the chin, and Nice didn't like that. And as a catcher and a pitcher, sometimes you're going, just make sure we get that on the other end. Might have been a makeup call for the first pitch. The one-two pitch here tonight is going to be out and away. Ball two, two and two. Dalton Fair in the right fielder. Waits on deck if Burke can get something going here with two outs. The wind just continues to gust. And the pitch. Big curveball. Yes. Called strike three. And down on strikes, the second strike out of the ball game here for Braden Anderson. A 1-2-3 inning. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on. We go to the bottom of the second. Carney won. And Burke nothing on ESPN Tri-Cities High School Baseball brought to you in part by Great Western Bank, making life great. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. 
And welcome back here to high school baseball at Memorial Field. Injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We're good, unless somebody gets some debris blown in their eye. That's a it's another benefit to having the all-turf field. You don't have to worry about the dirt, at least from the baseball field, getting all over you, because that could definitely be a problem. But we go to the bottom of the second. Braden Anderson, Cash Roseberry, Seth Altwine, the bottom of the order here. But uh, actually... Pretty good hitters. Anderson has moved up and down the lineup. Roseberry has played well here over the last two weeks, and Altwine actually hit the ball well Saturday. And the first pitch from Otter is outside, ball one. Again, Carney scored their run in the first as Bober reached on an error. Then Myers dropped down a bunt as a sacrifice, but beat it out on a bang-bang play. Then another infield hit. Drove in the run by Corbin Rich. And it's 2-0 to Braden Anderson. Anderson waving the bat as Otter comes set. Big old wide pitcher's glove. Fires it in there. A little breaking ball. That drops in for strike one. Takes some guts to throw that on a 2-0 count. But he found the strike that he needed. High school baseball brought to you by Buffalo Roofing. ENT Physicians, Johnson Landscape, and Optical Gallery. With Roseberry on deck, the 2-1 pitch now to Braden Anderson. Fastball, knifed into right field. That'll be a base hit. And Anderson will pull up with a single to the outfield, the first one that's made the grass here for Carney. And that'll bring up the first baseman, Cash Roseberry. And we will get a courtesy runner here for Carney. He's done it a lot this year. Dawson Stutz. He's come in a lot. We've seen Miller run a few times. Stutz will come in and save the energy here. Braden Anderson, who's on the mound today. Roseberry, one of those guys we were talking about in the pregame. Carney's got a couple of right-handed hitters that like to take the ball to right field. Cash is one of those. And the win could help him out today. But we might also see bunt. I didn't see a lot of signals, though, from Coach Archer. No bunt, and there's one popped down the right field line, and it'll be out of play for strike one. A reminder, the districts for Class B begin Thursday. Hastings and Central City are hosting. Adams Central and St. Paul are on the road. Omaha Scott and Beatrice are their two district sites. Pitch to Roseberry, fouled off, off the handle. Strike two, 0-2. Well, now if he just took off the Carney jersey and put on a Rutgers jersey, he'd be guaranteed a base hit, all the 0-2 hits that they had this weekend against the Big Red. Let's see if Cash can at least advance the runner here. Short lead by Stutz. They throw over and back in time. Playing a little more straight up, although it's still shallow in the outfield here for the Burke defense. 0-2, 0-2, Roseberry ready. The pitch, curveball. It's going to be popped back towards us and in for a hot dog as it bounces off the concession stand. So the count remains 0-2. Here in the bottom of the second, Carney up 1-0. Anderson single to start it off. Courtesy runner now, Stutz. Roseberry at the plate with Altwine on deck. And another throw over to first. Stutz isn't going anywhere. 
probably even less likely on an 0-2 pitch. Otter set, now the pitch. High ball one, one and two. Carney 13 and 13, won four in a row twice this year. Had that snapped on Saturday against Lincoln Southwest. Burke 10 and 12, but they've won five in a row, so they feel like maybe they can get a little something going here into the postseason. Now they haven't beaten any powers in those five. And the pitch to Roseberry, no, they're going to throw over to first again. The five teams that uh, they have beaten, Bennington, Omaha Northwest, Omaha South, Omaha Central, and Waverly. Waverly has a good program, but uh, them and Bennington both in Class B, 14 and 11, 15 and 8. The pitch to Roseberry, he keeps it alive, fouling it off the Burke dugout. Bennington actually ranked in Class B this week. Hastings moves back up to the number one spot in Class B, with Bennington setting in fifth and Waverly setting in eighth. So two of those wins by Burke are against state-rated competition, but down in Class B. Again, the lead away from Stutz. Roseberry waits and chops it slowly towards third, charging, scooping, throwing, and they'll get cash. Owen Kelly makes a nice play, but Roseberry gets the runner over to second. And that'll bring up Seth Altwine. Altwine, the shortstop again. There's a reason he's hitting nine, but he has been able to put the ball in play a few times. And as we said, put the bat on the ball, had a couple of hits on Saturday in that game against Lincoln Southwest. Now he's got a runner in scoring position with Anderson over at second and one out. Altwine wait, says Otter. Wheels and deals. That's hit into center field. Whaley into the corner, and that's drifting, and it is going to be over to the right fielder. Dalton Farron, who makes the catch, he'll be able to tag up, so Altwine will get credit for a sacrifice fly, but, boy, that showed, again, the wind pushing that baseball. At first, I thought center field, no problem. Then maybe the gap, and then, nope, there's Dalton Farron to haul it in. So, two down. But Anderson over at third, and back to the top of the order, Reese Bober. Bober reached on an air. He grounded to short, threw it over to Luters. It was down or between the knee and ankle, but Luters did not catch it. He just dropped it. That's where we registered the air. And Bober eventually came around to score on a couple of infield singles for the only run so far of the game. See if he can make it 2-0 here. The first pitch to him is going to stay high, ball one. 1-0 Bearcats here in the bottom of the second on ESPN Tri-Cities. Districts get going. We're hoping Saturday for the Bearcats and not Friday. Fastball. No, might have been a little changeup. Going to be low and bounce off the plate. Ball two, 2-0. Two oh. Max Myers on deck. Will the catcher need to take the shin guards off here in the second, or will he just throw the chest protector on and go back to work? It's all depending on what Bober does here ahead in the count, 2-0. And the pitch by Otter. Fastball. There's one at the knees for strike one. Two and one. And again, kudos to those fans that have made it here. There were a handful of Burke fans I saw coming in early, and there's just nowhere to sit now to try to get out of the wind. You can lean against the fence, but that's about it. As the next pitch is swung on and fouled out of play, strike two.
by Bober, brought to you by Home Real Estate. So after a 2-0 count, Otter's got it 2-2. And one youngster might have the corner on the foul ball market tonight. Two balls, two strikes, and the pitch to Bober. He protects the plate. He's going to foul one over there almost in the same territory. But I think there's a fence between it for our youngster in hot pursuit. He's got no competition, I don't think. That's an easy buck. 50 cents a ball. Bober trying to find a base hit here. Another 2-2 pitch from Otter. That one sails outside. Ball three, and Nice actually did try to frame that one back in. So it's full. Three and two with Stutz, the courtesy runner, standing at third. And Otter's payoff pitch. Swung on right back up the middle base, hit Bober. So he worked the count to 3-2, got a fastball down the middle, and Bober with an RBI single to drive in Anderson. And it's 2-0 in favor of the Bearcats. And that'll bring up the catcher, Max Myers. He reached on a sacrifice bunt single the first time up. Again, Coach Archer going through the signs, but don't anticipate a two-out bunt here. Two outs, there's not a whole lot going on. The first pitch, swung on and fouled back. Bober was going. Maybe a hit and run was on there because Myers was swinging the entire way. Looks like he was keyed in over that fastball in the outer half. So the signal's still coming in. And a good here, chance here where you might take a chance with Bober. Send him straight steal. Does not have a big lead. Otter's thrown over a few times with runners at first. He'll throw over again, but back in time. You're listening to KXPN Carney, PlatteRiverPreps.com. Hail Varsity right now on ESPN 1550 AM and 92.7 FM. The pitch. Curveball swung on and skied to center field. Whaley, now it's pushing it towards right again in the right field. They run into each other, but they make the catch. And Whaley is able to hold on, although Farron looked like he might have got twisted. He is kind of limping back into the dugout. And Myers flies out to center. It's going to be an adventure all ball game long. One run on two hits. There were no errors and one man left on. After two, it's Carney two and Omaha Burke nothing on ESPN Tri-Cities. Insurance Connection and Kearney wish all the athletes good luck. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make you feel like family. Whether you're looking for home, business, life, or auto insurance, we are here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is connecting people and insurance with care. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene for more information about a policy from Encova Insurance at 308-237-0914 or ins-connect.net. Stop by our office at 2615. Second Avenue, proud supporter of Carney Baseball. More than 10 years of doing things the right way have led to over a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Carney, voted best of Carney five years and counting. Proudly supporting Carney Baseball. 
Well, our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, Doug Duda back with you here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Glad to have you along. Brought to you in part by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994, located where you need is specializing in you. We go to the top of the third, and it is Kearney 2 and Omaha Burke nothing. And with Braden Anderson and Cal Higgins over their last number of starts, if they don't have errors, the two runs would usually be good enough. And that's where we're at right now, two to nothing. As we go to the bottom of the order here, eight, nine, and back up to one for Burke. Dalton Farron, Nolan Chandler, and then it'll be Jason Irwin here in the top of the third. The first pitch from Anderson will be a fastball that is swung on and right off the end for strike one. Anderson trying to see if they can catch up to his fastball. And Grand Island also in action today. They're playing a doubleheader at Columbus to wrap up the regular season. And the pitch is going to be fouled back out of play again. A little behind that one. Strike two brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Wendy Vosser and Lori Rogers among your home real estate agents. 2 nothing Bearcats at a quick start here for Brayden Anderson to the third. The 0-2 pitch. And that's going to be fouled back. So he's bringing the heat. Trying to get through the bottom of this Bulldog order. Anderson had to come in and just kind of clean things up Saturday in the seventh. After three straight fastballs, breaking ball that sails well, low and away, ball one. Nolan Chandler is on deck here, the second baseman for Burke. One and two, Anderson. Takes some time on the first base side of the rubber and brings it home and again fouled back. So Anderson trying to blow it by him, but Farron continues to put a bat on the baseball. And it stays one and two. Anderson again, the one-two pitch. And again, it's low and away on a changeup. Two-two. So Farron with a good at bat right now. Just to send everything backwards that he's made contact with and not forward. So does Anderson again try to go breaking ball or is it fastball? Fastball and it is low. Ball three. Tough one to take there, but the count is full. So Farron, three and two. Anderson will he just bring it heat again? It is inside, just missed, ball four. Anderson didn't like that one, or at least he was grimacing, thinking, man, that was close. First walk issued to the ball game, a leadoff man aboard, and Nolan Chandler will stand in there. And here come the signals from Coach Hodges. Normally on a windy day like this, you'd think maybe it would be a softball-type score. But that's not the case early. 2-0 is all here in the top of the third. Will your number nine man bunt? Nope. Fastball up and in, ball one. We've talked about it with Anderson. Just don't worry about that runner over at first. He's been doing a good job out of the full windup, out of the stretch sometimes, though he struggles. You got the number nine guy up there. Fastball way behind it, but does make contact, so give Credit there to Chandler, one and one. Irwin, the designated hitter, is on deck. Coach Matt Connett signaling in the 
pitch to catcher Max Myers. Relays it to Anderson. Short lead away from first here for Ferrant. But they throw over anyway. Still one and one. Again, we had a chance to talk to Carney's Matt Masker on today's Doug and Daddy show. We've got Austin Allen on tomorrow. You can check that out with our podcast at ESPNSuperstation.com. 1-1 pitch. Bunt down the first baseline. Stays fair. Anderson Fields throws to Roseberry, and he makes the play. So they waited until they had a strike, and well-executed sacrifice bunt there by Nolan Chandler. For out number one, that gets Farron down to second, back to the top of the order. Here's Jason Irwin. He went down on strikes on a full count to start the baseball game. 2-0 Carney here in the top of the third. And Burke has their second runner in scoring position. They left two men on. Excuse me, they left one man on in that first inning. And the pitch. Swung on and popped towards right. This is going to sail foul. Man, look at that baseball move. Holy moly. That just shows you how much the wind is affected. it. That one was in fair territory and ended up out of the ballpark. Strike one. On a calm day, he might have painted the line. Today, no chance. Final game of the year. Won't be long. End of the month. We're back here for Legion Baseball. And a pickoff play at second. He's in there safely, but a nice move as Altwine snuck in behind Dalton Farron. Anderson put it on a muddy, too. About a quarter step. He got in there, if that much. That was a close one. Again, 0 1 to Irwin. Anderson again checks the runner again. They make the pickoff move. It goes into center. He can't go, or will he? Yes, he will. Bruce charges. Bruce throws to third, and he's safe. Oh, man, they had him, too. The ball was just too much towards left. Throwing error on Anderson. And Farron advances down to third. So once again, worrying about the runner, cost bases. And it's 0-1-1, although I will say he was getting a little bit more of a lead than he should have. Those were the first throw good. Had the second throw been where the first one was, I think they would have got him. 0-1 pitch behind him all the way to the backstop and not getting down the line is Farron. He'll just hold on there. That might have been a frustration pitch from Anderson. Just overthrew it. It was way out of there. 1-1. Braden Archer on deck. He had an infield single in the first. And the pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike two. One and two. Fastball. Burke hasn't really been able to catch up to it. Still 2-0, Carney. We're here at the top of the third on ESPN Radio. Going full windup with the runner at third. The 1-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. And Irwin goes down swinging for the second time. Here in the ball game, two outs, and Braden Artzer will stand in there. And again, 
by an infield single. He skied it towards second baseman Tanner Johnson and immediately was trying to locate it. You could tell he was trying to shade his eyes and not, I'm not sure he ever did find it. And even if he had, he wouldn't have caught it because the wind had pushed it about eight feet to his right or his left, I guess my right. First pitch here is going to be outside ball one. So, so far, not a true base hit in this game. He's the only one that has a hit for Burke. Outside and high, ball two. Again, down there at third is Dalton Farron after a leadoff walk here in the third inning. Trying to bring him home again, playing extremely deep into the outfield at second and short. The pitch, fastball taken all the way right down the middle for strike one. The pitcher, Gage Otter, would be next. If Archer can find a way to get on. Two and one, two out. Runner at third here, top of the third, two nothing Carney. And the two one pitch from Anderson. High and away, ball three. So three and one. High school baseball on ESPN. Brought to you in part by Fanatics, the bike shed, home real estate, and Great Western Bank. The pitch. Taken again for strike two and taken all the way again was Braden Artzer. So he had at least two chances at a hitter's pitch and had no indication that he wanted to swing. So once again, the 3-2 pitch now. Anderson working quickly. Called strike three. And that is another called strikeout to end the inning. That's how the second ended. That's how the third ends. So two more strikeouts here in the inning. Four so far in the ball game for Braden Anderson. No runs on no hits. There was one error and one man left on. We go to the bottom of the third. Carney two and Omaha Burke nothing on ESPN Tri-Cities. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Glad to have you along with us for high school baseball on, again, this extremely windy day here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug Duda, our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns. As we wrap up this portion of the baseball season from Memorial Field, Tanner Johnson will come in to bat for the second time. Johnson reached on a fielder's choice after not being able to lay down the bunt, his first at bat. Here he'll swing and line it right back up the middle, a little grounder that gets into center field. And a base hit here for Tanner. So Carney's had the leadoff man aboard in all three innings. The leadoff man eventually came around to score the first two times. And Corbin Rich, who had an infield single 
And an RBI in the first inning stands in there. 2-0 Bearcats here in the bottom of the third. And Otter checks the runner. Good lead over there by Johnson. There he goes. And the throw down to second. He slides in. He's safe. The throw was a little bit towards the second base side of the bag. And Tanner Johnson. Not a lot of stolen bases this year for Carney. A team that in the past, especially in the summertime, would love to run. Just don't have that right now. The pitch was inside ball one to Rich. Easton Bruce on deck. Carney into the manufacturing runs this year. Rich waits in the pitch. Swung on and hit into center field. Back is Whaley trying to tag up Johnson. The catch is made. The tag. Here comes the throw. It's going to be close, but in there safely. That's a good throw by Whaley. Johnson's just fast enough and helps Corbin Rich out. Instead of a fly out, it's a sacrifice. And out number one. Easton Bruce. Easton had a 3-1 count and tried to hit a 500-foot home run, and it's so far into the air. We've all seen it. We've all been there. It was almost like a softball type of swing where he knew he was going to get one and just swung hard enough that he dips that shoulder and pops it up. Bruce trying to find that swing again as the infield coming in everywhere but second, and the pitch is out, ball one. Bruce got off to a good start. He was one of the few guys that was actually producing some hits in the beginning of the year. The 1-0 pitch to Easton. He'll have a knee buckler and let it go low, ball two. 2-0, Johnson at third after a leadoff single, a stolen base, and a sacrifice fly. With Cale Conrad on deck. Otter working from the third base side of the rubber now. And the 2-0 pitch, out and up, ball three. 3-0 to Bruce, Conrad, then Anderson. One run in the first, one in the second, and one 90 feet away from scoring here in the third. Infield way in and left. And the 3-0 taken all the way, strike one. Three and one. Don't forget at the end of all of our broadcasts, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, final stats. We'll talk with assistant coach Matt Connett. And a 3 1 pitch. Otter comes set and delivers for Burke. Bruce ran at second, off the glove, and into right field. Well, it goes down as an error. The second baseman, Nolan Chandler, was the only one that was playing a little bit back. And he was kind of in no man's land. And Easton Bruce hit it hard. And Tanner Johnson will come in and score. So the leadoff single makes it 3 to nothing. And the D.H. Kale Conrad will come in. Conrad the first time up. Grounded to short. And that ended the first inning. Squares to bunt, but it's way outside. Ball one. Kind of plodding along here, and we're going to get a trip to the mound, and I think that's going to be it for Otter. Coach Hodges actually looked down to the bullpen, and a slow walk out towards the mound. Otter has went two and a third innings, so that's definitely not a long outing, and he hasn't been wild. 
So let's see if he gives him a little time here. Usually you make the pitching change between batters. He threw a ball here to Kale Conrad. And it's going to force home plate umpire Kurt Schmidt to come out to the mound to get a decision from Coach Hodges. As the wind continues to howl here at Memorial Field for the moment, they're going to stay with honor. So one run in each inning, three to nothing, Carney. We're here in the bottom of the third. They're not done yet. One on, one out. And a 1-0 count to the designated hitter, Conrad, the lefty. Again, playing even with the bag is Owen Kelly. Sometimes you just don't know. Burke with that long trip out here. Not a lot of juice when you've got all this noise. It's chopped the plate. It's going to be fair, and it's going to be a hit. Oh, my goodness, that had so much spin on it that it just died between the catcher, Nice, and the pitcher, Otter. They thought maybe it was going to have enough spin that the second time it would kick it foul. That's the third infield single here for Carney. So it advances Bruce down to second, and that'll bring up Braden Anderson. He's singled to start the second, and now we will have a pitching change. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need is specializing in you. We're in the bottom of the third at Memorial Field. Kearney's up 3-0. Runners at first and second with one out when we return. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Pitching change, now Riley Steck comes in. He's a junior for Omaha Burke. As we said, Otter wasn't overpowering. He wasn't going to be bringing a lot of heat. He did have an okay uh, off-speed pitch curveball. He didn't walk anybody. He didn't strike out anybody. But here in the third, a leadoff single, which was grounded up the middle. Then you had a sacrifice fly after a stolen base, an error, and an infield chopper. So... Otter didn't do anything wrong. He pitched really pretty good. Carney didn't knock the cover off the ball against him. And Steck will come in. Maybe one of those situations where Coach Hodges has enough guys to throw the baseball that he wanted to do that. And Braden Anderson will now get ready to go. He singled and scored to start the second. Carney's up 3-0, and we're only here in the bottom of the third. 
Bruce at second, Conrad at first. One out, and the first pitch from Riley Steck. Takes a long time in the stretch and delivers. Tries to go the over-the-top breaking ball, inside ball one. One and oh. Of course, there's a JV game after this one. Jimmy Lang will be behind the plate for that one. Over under. I don't think we'll have to worry about the two-hour time limit. Fastball, knife towards right field, but is going to drift foul. So Anderson, a little late on it. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. Mark Shipperite, Robert Fitzgerald. Among your home real estate agents. <laughs> you shouldn't have to advertise hand warmers in May, but you do on a day like this. There's no doubt about it. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. One of the things they've had on the concession stand just makes you smile. And Steck will step off the mound, off the rubber, and Bruce will come back. Again, you're listening to Carney Baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities. Steck's pitch, again, tries that big over-the-top. We called it the glig back in the day. I don't think the radar gun would pick up much more than about 52 on that thing, but it stays high. And it's ball 2-2-1. Two, two Cash Roseberry is on deck here for the Bearcats. Whaley finally has shifted his way from center towards right. There is a monster gap in left center. The pitch swung on and pulled foul over the hitting shed here and the indoor practice facility. So it's two balls and two strikes. Neither one of Burke's pitchers so far, so far have shown the overpowering fastball, but Carney hadn't done anything with anything. Really no hard hit balls to the outfield. Again, Bruce with a big enough lead that Steck has to step off. The Hack track meet is Wednesday. Best of luck to Carney. GI will be there as well, of course. 2-2 pitch. Swung on, and that's going to be popped into left field. Archer comes over, shallow left, and makes the catch. Breaking ball that was in on the hands, but Anderson had to protect the plate and flies out to left. So that'll be the second out here of the inning and bring up Cash Roseberry. Roseberry had to fight with a two-strike count and had a slow roller to third that advanced the runner, Anderson, down to second base, but crowded out to the third baseman and Owen Kelly. Now two on with two out for the Kearney first baseman. And again, a long look in here. From Riley Steck. And the pitch comes. It's going to bounce. The ball got away. Runner got a good lead and a jump down there. Easton Bruce is going to take it into third. I think he might have been going straight steel. We'll give the pitcher the benefit of the doubt. He had a huge lead one way or the other. Staying at first for the moment is Cale Conrad. So runners at the corners now. Ball one to Roseberry. And the 1-0 pitch from Steck. Fastball, he'll take it for strike one. Haven't seen Steck throw too many fastballs here to the first two batters. But he gets one there. Getting some signals from Coach Archer. Could we get a hit and run here? Let's find out. Will they take away Conrad from first? Ooh, stepping off and not throwing to first. 
They say that he did step off the rubber first, so it's not a balk. Pitch to Roseberry. Swung on and chopped towards third. It's foul strike two. Seth Altwine would be next. Those are some tough pitches to wait on. You don't want him to drop that huge curveball in there. And those are hard to square up. So once again, cash down on the count. Infield playing deep with two outs of the pitch. Swung on and hit towards right field, but it's going to be foul. And we'll do it again. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. Again, a big thank you to our many fine sponsors. Insurance Connection, Bike Shed, Buffalo Roofing. And we'll be following Carney to District, so they'll have their hands full, but they've got two really good pitchers. If they can find a way to scratch a couple of runs and not commit the errors, they would have a chance, especially just kind of seeing the teams right now that are around them. They wouldn't have to face number one or number two, even though it's so wide open at A. One-two pitch to Roseberry. Swung on and fouled back again. Good job of protecting the plate there for the junior. So we go again. 13 and 13 for Carney. They've won four of their last five. 10 and 12 for Burke. They've won five in a row. As we told you earlier, beating Waverly and Bennington, a couple of top 10 B teams. And again, Steck looks over at first, but does not make the throw. So it's slowed down here in the bottom of the third. Roseberry now awaits the pitch. Swung on and knifed right at the first baseman, and Luters backhands it and makes a great play to step on the bag. Nate Luters backhanded a shot and was able to go down to a knee, gather himself, and force out Roseberry. So Carney was able to pick up one run on two base hits. There was one error and two men left on. Three complete. Carney 3, Burke nothing on ESPN. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years, and now you can take us wherever you go. Mobile deposit allows you to deposit checks from your smartphone or tablet with our free business banking app. And never pay for an ATM charge again with our MoneyPass app. It maps out ATMs near you that won't charge a fee because of its partnership with Five Points Bank. We're here to serve you in person and online, and that's why we're the Better Bank. Insurance Connection and Kearney wish all the athletes good luck. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make you feel like family. Whether you're looking for home, business, life, or auto insurance, we are here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is connecting people and insurance with care. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene for more information about a policy from Encova Insurance at 308-237-0914 or ins-connect.net. Stop by our office at 2615 Second Avenue, proud supporter of Carney Baseball. And welcome back to high school baseball here on ESPN Radio. We go to the top of the fourth. Carney's up three to nothing. And into the middle of the order here. Gage Otter is going to re-enter and at least bat here. They took him out as the pitcher. And he will be here to bat. <laughs> Coach Hodges was a little late getting over to the third base bag. Again, only one hit, and that was an infield pop-up against Braden Anderson. Fastball, just out. Ball two, two and oh. So Otter reached on a fielder's choice in the first inning. 
as they couldn't quite get the double play turned on him. 2-0 pitch, Anderson. Thought about it, and it's going to be a little high. Ball three. So 3-0 to the leadoff man, Otter. Burke got the leadoff man last inning with a walk. Here, though, Anderson's right down the middle for strike one. Three and one. Otter, King, Kelly. The first three men do up here at the top of the fourth inning for Omaha Burke. Looking for their sixth consecutive victory. And the 3-1. Strike two. Again, Otter was on his way to first. Now he's got to work for it. Trying to battle back from 3-0. Anderson, leadoff man here in the fourth. Working quickly in the 3-2 pitch now to Gage Otter. Is going to be low ball four. So, uses up six pitches, seven pitches, six pitches, ends up with a walk. And that'll be the second walk of the ball game for Anderson, who has struck out four. Ramon King comes in there. He's the cleanup hitter, playing shortstop. He flew out to the center fielder, Easton Bruce, to end the first inning. Three-nothing Carney, And Burke just really hasn't had much of an offense so far. Left two men on, one in the first, one in the third. Squaring to bunt. Fastball outside. There goes the runner, but he's in there safely with a stolen base. Almost a pitch-out type of situation, but ball one. King pulled the bat back. Might still bunt. Who knows? As Burke knows, they've got to manufacture runs with this wind continuing to howl here at Memorial Field. Anderson out of the stretch. Big lead away from second. Earlier they tried to pick a guy off and threw it into center. Squaring to bunt, pulling it back, and that one is a strike. One and one. Right now the winds are staying constant at 25 to 30 miles an hour. 60 degrees here in Kearney. One and one to King with Kelly on deck. In at first is Roseberry. Even with the bag at third is Rich. Just in case he squares to bunt again, Anderson, they get a time called. He made the pitch, but the time was called before he threw it. No doubt about it. And again, we said it last time, it cost him a base. You got one guy out there. You got a three-run lead. You've been mowing him down. You've given up one hit, and that wasn't even a true hit. Anderson's in control of this ball game if he can control the strike zone. And the 1-1 pitch. Fastball, bounced it. Ball two, two and one. We talked about this the last time we had a game with the Braden, with Matt Conant, about worrying about the guys on base. Two and one. And they'll throw back, and again it goes off the glove of Altwine, but it didn't go far enough. And Anderson will get the baseball back from Seth Altwine. Coach, <laughs> looking down there, Coach Redmond, Coach Conant, they're talking back and forth. The pitch swung on and chopped towards third. Rich charges, makes the play, throws to first. Roseberry digs it. And they got the out, and it didn't allow the runner to go. Nice dig by Roseberry. Rich had to charge. 
And out number one as Otter will stay at second. That'll bring up the third baseman, Owen Kelly. He flew out to fairly deep right. Altwine had to run with that wind pushing it in the deepest hit ball so far in the ball game. But again, 0 for 1. And Otter gets his lead away from second. Anderson kicks and fires, bounces it off the dirt, and there's a wild pitch. Ball one to Owen Kelly. That's the first one of those that he's had, whether there was somebody on base or not. So a walk, a stolen base, and a wild pitch. These are the kind of things that just killed Carney in the first half of the season. Sometimes giving up runs without a hit. And it could definitely happen right here. The 1-0. Fastball chopped towards short. Altwine's going to have to take it to first. That's a smart play anyway as the run comes across. Out number two as Kelly grounds out to short but does drive in the first run of the ball game for Omaha Burke. 3-1 to one now in favor of Carney, and that'll bring up the first baseman, Nate Luters, who made a great backhand stab on Roseberry's shot to end the bottom of the third. So now the base is clear, and Anderson can go back to the full windup here with two outs and nobody on in the top of the fourth. The pitch swings it in there for called strike one. Four strikeouts, one in the first, one in the second, two in the third. And the 0-1 to Looters. Fastball waved at and missed strike two. Perfect pitch set up right on the outside black, and that's what he hit. And the 0-2, swung on and grounded weakly towards second. Johnson waits, picks it up, and there is out number three. No, uh, One run, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. The leadoff walk comes around to get Omaha Burke on the board. After three and a half, Carney three, Burke one on ESPN. Experience matters. ENT Physicians and Family Hearing Center of Kearney has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head and neck disorders in adults and children, providing the community with otolaryngology and audiology services since 1994. With our main office located in Kearney and six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, we provide the highest quality care. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Blaka, or Dr. Johnson at Kearney ENT and see why Experience matters to us, specializing in you. More than 10 years of doing things the right way have led to over a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney, voted best of Kearney five years and counting. Proudly supporting Carney Baseball. Welcome back to Memorial Field. Thanks to Athletic Director Ryan Hogue and Sue Higgins and the entire crew here for their hospitality as we are ready to go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Carney High leading it 3-1 to one over Omaha Burke. And we go to the bottom of the order. It'll be Seth Altwine, Reese Bober, and Max Myers with a 3-1 lead here for Carney. For Bober, or excuse me, for Altwine, 
He had a sacrifice fly to right in his first at bat. Got Anderson to tag up and get to third. And then Bober drove him in with a two-out single. One run in each inning for Carney. I've got him for six hits so far in the baseball game. The relief pitcher is Riley Steck. He got the final two outs last inning and his first pitch here. He has a curveball in there. That's his number one. That's his that's his pitch that he's going to throw. And actually, Altwine squared to bunt, but took it for strike one. That'll bring in the third baseman, Owen Kelly. The pitch, fastball, fouled out of play, strike two. Quickly ahead in the count, 0-2 is Steck. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Teresa DeLate or Amy Johnson on your home real estate agents. And now an 0-2 pitch. Chop foul again. Just that big 12-6 breaking ball that you've got to time up just to get a bat on. Reese Bober on deck. Bober's reached on an error and, as we said, singled in a run. Again, the 0-2 pitch to Altwine. Swung on and hit it to the hole to left field. Base hit for Seth Altwine as Carney turns on one and gets a base hit to left. So, four for four, Carney has had the leadoff man on in all four innings, and they have scored in the first three. No big innings, just one at a time. Kind of similar to what Carney did a week ago in that win at Bellevue East. Didn't really have any big innings and just slapped out a 7 nothing victory last week. So, Bober stands in there. Altwine, short lead, now a little bigger lead away. First, there he goes. Curveball, they can't even throw it down. Yeah, you throw that pitch, and Altwine had a huge jump and steal second. The pitch was high for ball one. Now Bober again with a man in scoring position. Whaley shifted well towards right center now. So again, that gap. Is right into left center. Off speed, bounces off the plate. Nice block there by Cade Nice. And it's ball two. Two and oh. Carney trying to get that run that Burke scored here in the first right back. And a 2 0 pitch to the leadoff man in the order, Reese Bober. Steck finally comes set. And the pitch to Bober. Fastball high. Ball three. 3-0, Max Myers on deck, the catcher for Carney High. He's caught almost every game with the exception of a few occasions where they have doubleheaders. So now Bober just stands right on top of the plate. He could get hit and it would be a strike right now. Takes it, high, ball four. So four-pitch walk here for Bober. And that'll put two on with nobody out. And Max Myers, who had a bunt single in the first and flew out to center in the second. And we've got another trip to the mound here for Coach Hodges. And again, we've got a couple of guys warming up in the bullpen. Both actually warming up with the sweatshirts on. A righty and a lefty down the right field line here. Carney's up 3-1 to one and threatening again here in the fourth. 
Would love to have a big inning. Carney hasn't had a big offensive inning for a long time. A long time. In fact, Lincoln High in the conference tournament was really the last time. They got a lead on Grand Island, but again, it wasn't like they went crazy. Trip to the mound from home plate umpire Kurt Schmidt finally gets this thing broke up. But I'm guessing, just like last time, as he walks back to the dugout, Coach Hodges is checking down with the bullpen, seeing if they're ready to go. This is probably Steck's last batter, unless he can entice a double play of some kind. And now Myers stands in there, and we're ready to go. Alt-wide at second, Bober at first. Nobody out here, bottom of the fourth, 3-0 Carney. In at the corner defensively. And the throw back to short. They tried to fool Carney there. The second baseman, Nolan Chandler, actually just took off on the dead sprint towards third. He actually ran right by the umpire, trying to distract the runner. Didn't work. Seth Altwine says, not just a hat rack, my friend. I saw what was going on. Same thing. I don't know what they're trying to do here. Maybe a wheel play on the bunt. Maybe running the second baseman all the way to third, but that only works if you make the pitch. And so getting his exercise, Nolan Chandler, back where he normally stands. There's the bunt, dropped down by Myers, fielded by the pitcher. Steck throws over to first. He's safe, pulled him off the bag, and the bases are loaded. Again, that was just a great bunt by Myers. He had to hustle the throw. It wasn't that far off the bag, but it was towards the foul side of first. And now we're going to have... Courtesy runner coming in for Carney. Riley Miller will come in as Myers drops down the sacrifice bunt. To load him up with nobody out here in the fourth. Now maybe a chance to get it going. Tanner Johnson stands in there. And from a selfish, it would be fun with this wind blowing 25 to 30 out towards right. I'd love to see what Tanner can do if he could square up a pitch here and hit it out to right center. We've seen him put it off the wall here this year. Bases loaded. First pitch, that breaking ball that's low, blocked nicely by Caden Nice. Ball one, one and oh. Three one Carney, but they've had their opportunities. They left two on in the first, one on the second, two in the third. And that might be it. Coach Hodges, nope, the ball got away from the bullpen. And again, just not a lot of pizzazz going on here today. A lot of infield hits. This wind's taking the energy out of the fans. One swing could change it, though. The 1-0 pitch to Tanner Johnson. Breaking ball, low and away. Ball two. And Steck now starting to feel a little pressure. And that breaking ball is not finding the strike zone. And there's nowhere to put Johnson. This is dead red right here, folks. 2-0 pitch to Johnson, the lefty. Fastball chopped towards second base. Picked up. They'll tag the runner. They'll throw to first. That's a dope ball play. Great play by Nolan Chandler. Run does come across to score. And that'll make it 4-1. to as Altwine trots home, Bober gets to third. 
but a 4-3 double play. That'll bring up Corbin Rich. Infield single drive and a run in the first. And bounces in the dirt for ball one. Then he had a sacrifice fly to center in the third. Up for the Bearcats, Corbin Rich. And that right there, the M.O. of Carney for almost the entire season. Just can't get that big knock. The pitch way outside and bounces again, knocked down. Caden Nice says, eh, that's enough of that. 2-0. Easton Bruce would be next. No RBI for Tanner because of the double play. And the pitch. Fastball just out. So now it's 3-0 to Corbin Rich, who is eager to get a swing, but most likely will have to take this 3-0 pitch. And it's in there for strike one. 3-1. Bober 90 feet away. And again, Carney, the leadoff man on every inning. The leadoff man has scored. That's it. Unusual looking scoreboard. Just one slash in every inning for Carney. 4 1. And the pitch to Rich. Breaking ball. That one dropped in there for strike two. Three balls, two strikes. Carney leading Omaha Burke here on ESPN and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance. 3 2 pitch to Corbin Rich. He'll take it into the ground for ball four. So runners at the corners now in Easton Bruce. And we're going to go to the bullpen. This call of the bullpen brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. Bottom of the fourth, 4-1 Carney. Runners on the corner and two outs when we come back. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. And welcome back to high school baseball. Jamin Creek comes in to pitch now for Omaha Burke. Creek, one of those that was 
added to our roster here. I assume he was either injured most of the season or came in off the JV squad because he was not on the original roster, but kind of a taller relief pitcher. He'll be the third man to come in. Riley Steck went an inning in the third, one hit, walked two, struck out nobody. The runners on base are his responsibility. So, so far has given up the one run. Four to one, Carney. Runners at the corner, two outs. The first man he will face is Easton Bruce, who towered one to the second baseman, Nolan Chandler, in the first, and then ripped one off Chandler's glove for an error and reached in the third. And that's not the last warm-up pitch you want to see from Creek. He was trying to throw a breaking ball, and it went all the way to the back screen. So again, taking a look at some of our fine sponsors that bring you high school baseball, I want to say thanks to Broadfoot Sand and Gravel, Five Points Bank, and uh, Johnson Landscape. As Carney High trying to win for the fifth time in six games. And Bruce stands in there. Bottom of the fourth, 4-1 Carney. KXPN, Carney, Minden, and Gibbon. And the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Of course, we talked about the hack track on Wednesday. District soccer, Carney girls taking on Lincoln High tonight. Carney Catholic boys and girls both in action. Bruce, he nice one in his short left field. It's going to fall. And a run will score. I don't think that's what he was trying to do, but it works. That had all kinds of spin on Easton Bruce with an RBI single, and that'll make it 5-1. to one. Boy, anything that you got to play in this win today. I mean, it was windy enough Saturday how that affected Carney and the boys' loss, but the girls won. They're hosting Lincoln High. And now we're going to have a pinch runner for Corbin Rich. Checking into the ball game for Carney is Carter Lee. So he'll be at second. Bruce will be at first after the RBI single. Kale Conrad grounded to short and then singled in the third. And the lefty waits for it. And the first pitch is high for a ball one. Seventh man to come to the plate here for Carney in the bottom of the fourth. Now leading it by a score of five to one. Stepping off the mound and waiting here is Creek. And the pitch by Creek inside. Did it hit him? I think so. We have our first hit batter of the ball game, and that will load the bases. Conrad at first. Bruce at second. Lee, the courtesy or pinch runner, at third. Of course, Rich will re-enter for him with the one-time free entry rule. So now here's Braden Anderson. He can really blow this ball game open, and I think every Carney Bearcat fan would just love to see a game blown open. And he's doing the pitching. He could really finish things off right here with a four-run lead. But there are two outs in the pitch to Anderson. Fastball inside, ball one, a little low. Roseberry on deck. Carney trying to bat around here in the fourth. And open things up with this 5-1 lead over the Bulldogs of Omaha Burke. Creek stays out of the stretch with the bases loaded. And the pitch. Curveball, that's in there for strike one. Well, Burke's got all three of their pitchers that have a pretty good breaking ball. 
none of them have had an overpowering fastball. And that might have been the plan coming into the ball game for Coach Hodges. One ball, one strike. Bases juiced with two outs in the pitch to number two. Braden Anderson swung on and hit into left center field. There's the hit that Carney's been waiting for. That's going to find the gap. One run will score. Two will score. And Coach Archer decides to put the stop sign up on Kale Conrad. And a two RBI double for Braden Anderson. And Carney is up seven to one. That's the first extra base hit of the baseball game. And that'll bring up Cash Roseberry. And Dawson Stutz is going to come back in and be the courtesy runner once again here for Anderson. So Roseberry had a weak one back to third that advanced a runner, ripped one at first that Luters made a nice backhand stab on. So Cash looking for his first base hit here of the ball game. 7-1 now, Carney on top with a four-run fourth. And two more on the pond here for Cash. The pitch, fastball overthrown, low and away. Ball one. It's a little more what Cash wants to see. He didn't like that big old breaking ball stuff the last time he was up there. Fastball hitter. First base is open, though, so let's see how they handle him. 1-0 pitch, way outside and low again. Ball two. So 2-0 to Cash. Altwine on deck. Altwine started all this with a solid single. Here in the fourth. And again, Jamin Creek looks in. The 2-0 pitch to Roseberry. Outside and ball three. That was a little off speed. That actually bounced off the glove of Caden Nice. He's actually had a workout here now the last couple of innings. He didn't have to do much as far as blocking balls the first couple of innings, but that's not the case anymore. And it's 3-0 to Roseberry. So Cash will put the bat on the shoulder of the 3-0 pitch, way outside again. Ball four, a four-pitch walk to Roseberry to load the bases for Seth Altwine. He had a sacrifice fly to right in the second and singled to start this inning. So Carney with their 10th man to come to the plate here in the bottom of the fourth. 7-1 to one now, Bearcats. Conrad at third, the courtesy runner Stutz at second. Big lead away from second, the pitch to Altwine. Fastball swung through at strike one. That was in the strike zone. The last four were all outside. But Creek was able to find the strike zone there. 0-1. And the 0-1 to Altwine. Just missed strike zone outside 1-1. Hey, want to remind folks, Sean Callahan coming to town tomorrow night. Cunningham's on the lake. For our Husker Spring recap, free and open to the public, 6.30, Sean Callahan, Cunningham's on the lake tomorrow. Fastball to Altwine high, 2-1, and one. Max Myers would be next, although it might be pinch hitting for Max. Oh, excuse me, Bober would be next, yes, Bober would be next. Still 2-1 to Altwine, and the fastball a little up, ball three. So 3-1 three and one to Seth Altwine. And there's no place to put him. And you're the number nine hitter. Probably taken all the way. Let's find out. 3-1 pitch. Nope. Fouls it back and out of play. Strike two. So the count is full. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Amy Johnson or Mike Lewis. Your home real estate agents. Again, Augusta win now 
popping us over 30. So here we go, off to the races. Three balls, two strikes, two outs, bases loaded. And the 3-2 pitch to Seth Altwine. On the way. Fastball right back over our heads into the parking lot. That's close to my parking area, Seth. I think it probably got down, though. Probably got down. Now let's send that baseball the other way. Again, monster gap in left center. 3-2 pitch to Altwine. Swung on a miss. Strike three. So getting the strikeout, and Carney leaves the bases loaded, but they do put four across here in the bottom of the fourth. Four runs for Carney, but they did that with three base hits, including a double from Braden Anderson. There was one error, and there is three men left on. We go to the top of the fifth, 7-1 Carney here on ESPN. Our high school baseball brought to you by Great Western Bank, making life great. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HDTVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. And Brayden Anderson out to the mound as we go to the top of the fifth inning. Carney now up by a score of 7-1, to one, but again, they did leave the bases loaded. That should be more than enough, though, for Braden Anderson. And up to start things off here in the fifth is going to be the catcher, Cade Nice, and he'll take a called strike one. Again, Anderson has only given up a base hit in the first that was a pop-up lost in the sun and wind. Pitch here, check swing, taken for a ball, one and one. One ball, one strike, nice, called out on strikes to end the second inning. Burke has yet to make it through the lineup twice. Then it'll be Dalton Farron and Nolan Chandler. Here's one that's popped up into right center, back, and making the catch is Creed Martin. So Martin records the out. He's had a couple putouts here today. That'll bring up Dalton Farron. He walked. And was stranded on third in the third. In Carney's next game, as Anderson winds and pitches, the breaking ball just in ball one. If they win this, it should all but assure that first round bye, not having to play the play-in game. They would be a 2-3 seed. They'd be a 3 seed and play Saturday. The 1-0 fastball at first, Roseberry. Picks it up and steps on the bag. So two up, two down here in the fifth. And we go to the number nine hitter, second baseman, Nolan Chandler. Chandler dropped down the sacrifice bunt in the third. 
And again, Omaha Burke, for those that may be listening online, rooting for the Bulldogs. They're home tomorrow to wrap up the regular season against Central. The fastball. Right over there, dugout. Strike one. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. Going into today, in the projections, Omaha Central would be in one of those play-in games. They're right there below Kearney. And the pitch is in there for strike one, two, excuse me. Central and Burke would actually be in the A5. Central would play Bryan in the play-in. Burke would play Bergen, and Papio South would be the number one seed. Anderson trying to get a strikeout in 30 seconds, but the third pitch here is high, ball one. To Nolan Chandler, Jason Irwin, the DH, would be next. And the one-two pitch bounces. Ball two, two and two. Anderson trying to get the one-two-three inning, limit the pitches. I think Coach Archer would love to have him go the distance. He'd love to have three singles and a grand slam home run in the bottom of the inning, too. Here's the pitch from Anderson. Fastball high, so it was 0-2. And three straight outside the zone to the number nine hitter, Nolan Chandler. And Anderson gets the ball, rocks, and deals the 3-2. Swung on and fouled straight back. We'll do it again. Three balls, two strikes. No changes so far in the ball game for Carney. Stay with the nine in the field, and the DH is Conrad, the 10 they've used. 3-2 pitch again. Swung on, and that one is going to be looped into right field, a little Texas leaguer. And there's a base hit for the number nine hitter, Nolan Chandler. So the first ball that's been hit to the outfield here this afternoon by Omaha Burke, and that'll go to the top of the order. Jason Irwin, who is 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Both swinging strikeouts. And again, see if we can get you an update on some of those soccer scores that are going on in district play. Grand Island boys home later tonight against Columbus. And the pitch. Going to be a breaking ball outside. Also going on, Grand Island girls at Lincoln East tonight. Aurora Northwest boys are playing right now, and the Kearney Catholic Aurora girls are playing right now as they get close to halftime. 1-0 to Irwin. Anderson's fastball behind it, fouls it into the net. Strike one, one and one. Braden Artzer would be next. Burke had a couple opportunities, but just... Haven't done much with them. They've only left two men on. This could be their third. If Anderson can retire, Jason Irwin. Throw over to first. Back in time. JV's waiting in the stands here for Omaha Burke. The Carney guys inside the locker room. Fastball grounded towards second. Johnson was shaded towards the bag. It bounces off his glove, and everybody's safe. That would have been a tough one for Johnson to field. Again, he was shaded towards second, anticipating the possibility that he was going to steal the base. Had to come back against the grain. He slid. Base hit. We're going to call that a base hit. And that will be back-to-back base hits here with two outs. And that will bring up Braden Arthur. Artzer was the young man that 
was the second man to bat in the game. He towered one into the air. Tanner Johnson couldn't find it, and it fell in the infield. That was the only hit until just a moment ago. And the lefty stands in as Anderson wheels towards second. Nobody was covering the bag. And Chandler had a pretty good lead. Now all line will come in behind him. They'll throw back there, and he's safe. But, boy, it's close. Don't know why... Burke's gotten a good lead away from second almost every time, which isn't a lot. They've had some guys over there via the walk, but I don't know why you'd be dancing far enough away to have any chance of getting picked off. You're down by six with two outs here in the fifth. You don't want to make that mistake. Faking the bunt, squaring, and missing it is going to be Artzer. Strike one. One thing they are doing by dancing over there at second is it does open up the hole at shortstop for the left-handed hitter which is a smart play. It keeps Altwine over there close to the bag. But it's up to Archer now to put it in play, trying to keep the two-out rally going. And the 0-1 pitch from Braden Anderson. Inside, bounces off the ground. It hit him. It actually bounced off his foot. So the bases are loaded now. All this with two outs. And coming up, Will be Gage Otter. He reached on a fielder's choice in the first, walked, and scored so far the only run of the game in the fourth. On a ground out by Kelly. So back to the windup now with the bases loaded. Here comes Anderson. He hit him. Oh, my goodness. And I don't mean just kind of grazed him back to back. Hit by pitches, and it's 7-2. to Brayden Anderson was a pitch away from a 1-2-3 inning. I joked about trying to strike out Nolan Chandler in 30 seconds. It was 0-2. The 0-2 pitch just missed high. And now Ramon King checks in there. He flew out to center, and he grounded out to third. 7-2. to Fastball in there for strike one. And if he manages a hit to the outfield, we're back to a ball game here. Anderson again, trying to get out of here. Fastball, strike two, right at the letters. 0-2. So again, one pitch from getting out of here, but getting quite a few men to the plate here for the Bulldogs in the fifth. The 0-2 pitch from Anderson swung on and popped foul out of play down the right field line. Early on, Burke in the first inning fouled a lot of pitches off. Some of their guys in the upper half of the order made Anderson throw a few. Again, 0-2. And the pitch from Anderson high, ball one. Irwin at third, Archer at second, Otter at first. The 1-2 pitch. Fastball hit to center. Easton Bruce is back, back, now stops, and he's got it. It was well hit, but Easton Bruce hauls it in, and Omaha Burke with a two-out rally gets one, but they leave the bases loaded. One run on two hits. There were no errors, and the bases left jacked. We go to the bottom of the fifth. Carney seven, Burke two. You're listening to High School Baseball, brought to you by Great Western Bank on ESPN Tri-Cities. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. 
with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. With our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, Doug Duda back with you here at Memorial Field for Carney Baseball, brought to you by Good Evans. Live well, love well, goodevans.com. Get a big congratulations. It is May. We have our new Athletes of the Month, brought to you by B&B Carpet of Donovan. You can see this month's winners and all of our past winners by visiting the Athlete of the Month tab on platriverpreps.com. Caden Miller of Carney High, Savannah Douglas of Ravenna, couple of tracksters that have done well here in the first month and a half of the season. Wouldn't want to run the 3,200 today either, but uh, Savannah and Caden, that's not what they do, but they are solid tracksters, and congratulations. They are our Platte River Preps Athletes of the Month. You can always nominate an Athlete of the Month at PlatteRiverPreps.com, as we'll have two more at the end of May. All right, let's go to the fifth. And Reese Bober, top of the order. Max Myers, Tanner Johnson. First pitch is a fastball that is skied into the air. First base, wind's pushing, 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 and thank you, wind. (laughs) It's gone. On a normal day, that's an out. Bober reached on an error and scored in the first, singled in a run in the second, walked and scored in the four-run fourth. Carney, seven runs so far here in the ball game. The fastball is up, ball one, one and one. Nine hits. Might have missed one, maybe we got ten. Nonetheless, the count is one and one on Bober. Another fastball, and he'll foul that back over our heads to the right side here. It's one and two. Max Myers next. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. No place like home. Susan Bice, Lori Rogers. And the one-two to Bober. Leading off the bottom of the fifth. Up and in. Ball two, two and two. Ken Carney trying to go a game above 500. And break Brooks' five-game winning streak. The pitch to Bober inside. Ball three. And sometimes you just don't know. A lot of the Carney hitters like to get right up on the plate. So sometimes they look inside, yet they catch the corner. Not the case there. So 3-2 to Bober to lead off the bottom of the fifth. And the pitch swung on and popped down the right field line. That'll be out of play. In Javen Creek, the third pitcher of record now. For Omaha Burke, Gage Otter started, went two and a third innings. Riley Stick came in for an inning in the third. 
And then Creek came in last inning. And the pitch here is going to be out of the zone, ball four. So Carney keeps doing it. Five innings, leadoff man on five times in the first an air, in the second a single, in the third a single, in the fourth a single. In last inning, Steck gave up single, hit by pitch, double, walk, and then he got the strikeout. And the throw over to first gets away. That's going to be an error on the first baseman. As Bober rounds second, they're going to try to take him all the way to third, the old two-base error when you don't get him at first. And so Bober hustles around on the throwing error. That's the fourth error of the ball game here on Omaha Burke. Max Meyer stands in there. He had a bunt single in the first. Flew out to center in the second and had a sacrifice bunt in the fourth as he reached on the air. The pitch to the backstop and a run will score. Man, how quickly things can change. Standing out first and a throwing air trying to pick him off at a wild pitch and Bober comes around to make it 8-2 to two in favor of Carney. 1-0 on Max Myers. Start again here in the bottom of the fifth. Six-run lead. Looking for more. The pitch to Myers. Swung on. He was behind it. Strike one, one and one. Myers, one of those guys that waves the bat even while the pitch is coming home. And he was kind of in the backwards motion when the pitch was being delivered, and so he didn't get through on it as quick. The one-one. And that's going to be inside. Ball two. Two and one. Tanner Johnson would be next. And then it'll be Corbin Rich. Carney up 8-2 to two here in the bottom of the fifth. They've scored at least a run in every inning. Fastball outside corner, strike two. Two and two. And the pitch from Creek. Take something off of it. It stays high. Ball three. Cade Nice hasn't had a chance to throw it around the horn yet. The only strikeout of the game was the last strikeout last inning. And here is ball four. So the first two men have walked. No action right now in the bullpen. And we're going to have a courtesy runner here. For the catcher, Myers, and doing that again will be Riley Miller. Tanner Johnson will stand in there. And that'll bring Corbin Rich on deck. One man across. One on, nobody out. And Jamin Creek, fastball in there for strike one to Tanner Johnson. Tanner reached on a fielder's choice. In the first, singled back up the middle in the third and scored, and then grounded into a bases loaded double play in the fourth. The pitch to Johnson, fastball, going to be low, ball one, one and one. 
Again, good luck to the Lady Bearcats soccer team. They were the number one seed in their district, and Lincoln High pulled off an upset on the other side, so they would be the favorite in that one tonight. Throw over to first, gets away again. And so here goes the runner, Miller, and he's going to try to go first to third. We might have a play at third, but instead it's going to be cut off. And another throwing error on the pitcher. And what does Coach Hodges do here? Carney stole one base. So on one hand, the lead's not that big to begin with. You just walked a guy, threw it away, and Wild pitched him home. Now you're about to do the same thing. Walked a guy, error on the pickoff, and he's standing at third for Tanner Johnson. One and one. Carney says, thank you for the gift. And the Junior Creek. Rocks and fires a fastball high. He appears to have the most velocity on his fastball of the three that have been in there. Two and one, Corbin Rich on deck. Eight, two, Carney. Bottom of the fifth. And the pitch. Fastballs ripped back to the screen. Strike two, two and two. Going to need some more baseballs here in a moment. Again, Extremely shallow in left and center. Normal depth in right with the wind howling that way. 2-2 pitch to Johnson. Is on the way. Big breaking ball that stays way out and up. And the count full. And Creek is endangering of walk, in danger of walking the first three batters here in the fifth inning. Then you get to the heart. 4-5-6. 3-2 pitch to Johnson. He'll knife that one. It's going to stay in play along third base. No, it's not. It actually made it on top of the Bearcat dugout. And the count remains full. Three balls, two strikes. Runner at third and nobody out here in the bottom of the fifth. Carney on top, eight to two in a ball game that is almost two hours old. And we're still in the fifth. And Johnson trying to help things out. Infield is in. The 3-2 pitch swung on and fouled away again. So we continue to work on that. When we are done, the New West Post game show. Stay with us for that. All the final stats. And a chat with assistant coach Matt Conant. Let's do the 3-2 one more time to Johnson. It bounces. Ball four. So the first three men have walked. One's already across. Runners at first and third, and Corbin Rich. And here comes another trip to the mound. Could we see another pitching change? It does appear so. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you. We'll tell you about the fourth pitcher of the ball game for Omaha Burke when we return. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. 
We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. Well, the man that started the game as the designated hitter will now come in and pitch, Jason Irwin. So Irwin comes in for Omaha Burke, officially here for Jamin Creek. He goes one-third of an inning, but he faced eight batters. Two hits, four walks, a strikeout. He hit a guy. So far, he is credited with two runs, and he's got two guys on with nobody out as Irwin stands in there. Checking girls' sub-district soccer. Scoreless between Kearney Catholic and Aurora at halftime. And they move into the second half. Scoreless there. Corbin Rich will stand in. And now, Carney trying to take advantage of those free passes. As I said, Coach Archer would love to have had a four spot here in this inning. He's going to need one more than that after they gave up a run. But Rich stands in. And the pitch is right down the middle for strike one. Rich had an infield single and an RBI in the first. Sacrifice fly in the third. Walked and scored in the fourth. In fact, he was the last guy that Steck pitched to. And the 0-1. He takes it down the middle for strike two. Again, not a lot of velocity. Neither one of them were curveballs. Meyer, uh, well, we got the pinch runner, the courtesy runner over there in uh, Riley Miller at third. And Johnson at first. 0-2 pitch to Rich. Swung on and fouled back to the screen. Again, there's only been one Carney strikeout in the entire ball game. Altwine went down on a 3-2 pitch after a pretty good at-bat last inning to end it. Ken, you've been hearing the wind howling between 25 and 30 the entire game. It has not taken a break. And again, the 0-2 pitch to Corbin Rich. Here it is. Check swing, stayed high. Not a lot of velocity. Rich really wants to take one fastball, but one and two. Easton Bruce is on deck. 8-2 to Carney here in the bottom of the fifth. Last game of the regular season. Sun shining brightly here at Memorial Field. Pitch is chopped, and it's going to be foul. The runner was going. Johnson, he'll have to go back. So adjusting the batting gloves and getting back in the batter's box. The right-handed hitter, Corbin Rich, playing at third today. Trying to get another solid base hit. Bruce had one earlier. Off speed, big old hook is going to stay in. Ball two. That looked like what Stick was throwing a lot of, the number two pitcher here today. Two balls, two strikes. Those are the pitches that gave Rich trouble early in the season. He's done a good job laying off. Now the 2-2, way outside into the backstop, and the runner cannot try and score. Good job there. Coach Archer saying come back, but it will allow Tanner Johnson to get down to second base, and the count is full to Corbin Rich. Again, two ducks on the pond out there. And if you're on a duck on the pond today, you better have your 
surfboard with you because the waves are gnarly. The 3-2 fouled off. And it's almost like he's trying to slow pitch him here. Rich loves attacking the fastball as a cleanup hitter, but he's had to be patient in there, and he's just kind of protecting the zone. Could be back-to-back walks, or can he knife one into the outfield? Pitch outside, ball four. We're loaded. Four men have come to the plate here for Carney in the bottom of the fifth. Four men have walked, and four men have walked on three two pitches. And that's how games get drug out. Easton Bruce. Hey, Easton, how about 335 to right and we go home? Easton Bruce stands in there. The base is juiced and nobody out. Eight to two, Carney. The pitch to Easton. Swung on. Oh, right off the pitcher's glove. And he's going to be able to. What's the call? The call is going to be out. The base umpire is looking home for some help and stepping on the bag, Easton Bruce. Well, first he stayed down. He's not hurt. He's going to pop back up. That was a weird play. It was lined off the pitcher's glove in Jason Irwin. And it actually kind of popped up in the air towards first. So he chased it down on the run and actually beat Bruce to the bag. That's a heck of a job. It's still an RBI for Bruce, but man. Good hustle there by Jason Irwin when it looked like Bruce might beat it out. So the first out here, you don't see one unassisted very often unless it's along the line, but that's exactly what happened. Still runners at second and third. And the first pitch to Kale Conrad lined to center and nobody was tagging up, and it's right into the center fielder Rodney Whaley's glove. If he isn't playing right center, it's a base hit. But with that wind, he shifted over there. And Carney missed an opportunity. I'm not sure they could have scored from third as hard hard as that was hit, but I'm guessing probably so. Now two quick outs. And that will bring up Brayden Anderson. 9-2 Carney, runners at second and third with two outs. And the first pitch to Anderson. Bounces and blocked up there. Uh Uh-oh, going to try and score his dead meat. And Tanner Johnson lost where the ball went, and he will be tagged out at home. Well, again, Carney finds a way. Bases loaded, nobody out to not take advantage of the full buffet. And so Carney gets two runs, zero hits. There were two errors, and we end up having just one man left on base. Top of the sixth, Carney nine, Omaha Burke two on ESPN Tri-Cities. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. 
Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. We go to the top of the sixth, 9-2, Carney leading Omaha Burke. And Braden Anderson trying to go the distance. His first pitch will be fouled down the right field line. Strike one, Owen Kelly. He is the third baseman for Omaha Burke. He'll be followed by Nate Luters and Caden Nice. Kelly has flown to right and has the only RBI of the game. as he grounded out to short. Here he'll take ball one, one and one. One in the fourth with no hits, and one in the fifth with a couple of hits. Off speed, swung on and missed, strike two. Quickly ahead of Kelly, one and two. Looters is next. Carney has scored in every inning but has left some men on. In fact, Burke had a good last inning as it's fouled back, brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Robert Kayat, Ron Johnson, among your agents. Anderson had an 0-2 count with nobody on and two outs last half inning and ended up giving up a run and leaving the bases loaded. Breaking ball, fouled back. Chandler had a 3-2 single. Irwin singled, and then back-to-back hit by pitches. Still one and two to the leadoff man, Owen Kelly, here in the sixth. Fastball up and in. Ball two, two and two. High school baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you by the Bike Shed, Great Western Bank, Fanatics, and Home Real Estate. Two balls, two strikes. The pitch swung on and grounded towards second. Johnson sizes it up, has it, throws to Roseberry for out number one. And that'll bring up the first baseman, Nate Luters. He is grounded to short and grounded to second. So far, Burke has put the leadoff man on twice, and that was both via the walk. They've only had one base hit to the outfield here this afternoon. And the pitch to Looters is going to be low, ball one. Arnie again still playing it straight up right now with a seven-run lead. No need to get fancy. Fastball in. Strike one. So Anderson has actually gotten a little more wild here than we usually see him deep in a ball game. That first inning, once he gets through it, he's pretty solid. Fastball, he's overthrowing now. He's frustrated. You can tell Meyer should probably go out there and just say, hey, take it easy. This guy could hit it 700 feet and it'd be 9-3. Two and one. Nice is next. The pitch. Strike. And that'll make it three and one. I think I said two and one. It was 3-0. It's 3-1. Luders waves the bat. He wants to crush it. 
He'll take it just outside for ball four. And that will be the third walk of the ball game here. Carney does have a man warming up in the bullpen. Might be Easton Bruce. And it looks like we'll have a courtesy runner here. And down at first base. Coming in, Caden Nice. And we'll try and pick up the courtesy runner down here at first. As soon as he gets his lead away from Cash Roseberry, who with that huge chest of his is blocking the number. Looks like that is Braden Pebbly, number 14, the courtesy runner. And the first pitch here is in there for strike one to Caden Nice. (laughs) Pebbly was worried about getting his running glove on or whatever. Now he finally gets that lead. And Anderson's 0-1 pitch. They take the steal. The throw down to second. He's safe. Good jump. Stolen base. For our courtesy runner, Pebbly. Ball one, one and one. The Cape Nice, Dalton Farron would be next. Carney's up nine to two. One in the first, one in the second, one in the third, four in the fourth, two in the fifth. One in the fourth and fifth for Burke. And the fastball swung on and knife back to the uh, net again. One and two. One ball, two strikes. Five men left on base for Burke, three of them last inning. Nine men left on for Carney, but they had the bases loaded, nobody outs. In fact, four straight walks last inning. Managed two runs. The one-two pitch down from Braden Anderson. Swung on and missed, strike three. And down goes Caden Ice for the second time in the ballgame. That'll be the fifth strikeout for Anderson. His first since the third. And Dalton Farron who walked to the third and grounded out to Roseberry at first in the fifth. The right fielder here this afternoon for the Omaha Burke Bulldogs, trailing 9-2, four outs left for them. Anderson takes it into the middle for strike one, pulled the string on that one, 0-1. JV game will follow. Long ride back to Omaha, but I guess it goes both ways. Carney plays there and comes back. Fastball away. Ball one, one and one. Runner on second with two outs after a one-out walk. And stolen base to go along with it. 1-1 pitch. Swung on and hit into center. Bruce doesn't have to do too much. He's got it. And that'll be out number three. No runs, no hits, no errors. One man left on base. We go to the bottom of the sixth. Carney nine, Omaha Burke two. On ESPN Tri-Cities, our high school baseball, brought to you by Great Western Bank, making life great. Insurance Connection and Kearney wish all the athletes good luck. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make you feel like family. Whether you're looking for home, business, life, or auto insurance, we are here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is connecting people and insurance with care. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene for more information about a policy from Encova Insurance at 308-237-0914 or ins-connect.net. Stop by our office at 2615. 2615- 2615. Second Avenue, proud supporter of Carney Baseball. 
more than 10 years of doing things the right way have led to over a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney. Voted best of Kearney five years and counting. Proudly supporting Carney Baseball. Again, the district pairings for baseball scheduled to come out Wednesday. And the district tournaments start Friday. Braden Anderson, Cash Roseberry, Seth Altwine, 7, 8, and 9. Up here to start the bottom of the sixth. Carney up 9-2. Anderson was at the plate when Johnson got tagged out trying to score on a wild pitch. And the first pitch to Anderson bounces. Ball one. Jason Irwin, the fourth pitcher for Omaha Burke, came in to close things out. And Cash Roseberry will be next. Seth Altwine, as we said. Anderson singled and scored in the second. Flew out to left in the second second time. And here a nice one into right field. Should be an easy one for Dalton Farron. Nothing's easy today with the win, but he does make the catch. And Anderson had a two-RBI double in the fourth, so after that flyout, he is now two for four in the ball game with a couple of RBIs. That'll bring up Cash Roseberry. And now they're going to pinch hit for Cash. So it'll be Dawson Stutz to come in for Cash. That probably means Johnson will go to first and he'll go to second in the top of the seventh defensively. And the first pitch to Stutz bounces away. Ball one. One and oh. Stutz has been in there as a courtesy runner already as well. The pitch to Stutz. Again, same place. Low and away. Ball two. Altwine would be next, and he is going to be pinch hit four as well, I think. Low and away. Ball three. So see, three sweepers that were all in about the same place. 3-0. and oh. Stutz saying, come on, give me something. 3-0 pitch to Stutz. That's down the middle. Strike one. Three balls, one strike. One out here in the bottom of the sixth. Carney up 9-2. Bases are empty. And Irwin's pitch. Swung on and fouled back. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. Steve Corum, Robert Fitzgerald among your agents. And now the count is full. Man, it seems like we've had a ton of 3-2 counts both ways today. And the 3-2 to Stutz. Swung on and missed. So after being down to the count 3-0, Irwin comes back with three straight strikes. And Stutz goes down for out number two. And coming up for Carney will be Dylan Welsh to uh, hit for Seth Altwine. And I imagine we might see the re-entry. Altwine would just stay it short. Not sure if Anderson's over the pitch limit. He's got to be close. First pitch, and Welsh rips it down the first baseline, but it stays foul. Man, that was on the brown part. You know that's only like two feet between the brown turf and the green turf, and it just stayed there all the way. Strike one, but he jumped on it, pulled it for the lefty. The 0-1 swings on it, check swing. Well, they're going to say strike two as they appeal it down. I thought it was a foul. It must have just bounced. So 
Welsh up there eager to swing. And the pitch. Swung on and right back up the middle, but the second baseman comes over Chandler to cover it, drops it, throw to first, pulled him off the bag. And that'll be an error on the second baseman, and the errors just rack it up here on Omaha Burke. But Welsh is aboard with two outs, and that'll bring up Reese Bober. We get a pinch runner. Well, Altwine's actually going to come back in right now. So we figured he'd still be at shortstop, so re-entering is Altwine. With two outs here. Carney either needed three runs in the bottom of the inning or three outs in the top of the seventh to get win number 14. Bober, his fifth trip to the plate. The leadoff man here for the Bearcats. Takes one high, ball one. Reached on an error and scored in the first. Singled in a run in the second. Walked and scored in his plate appearance in the fourth. Walked and scored in the fifth. So he's been on every time, but just one hit. Three runs scored. One RBI. Pretty successful day for Bober. He's been pretty bored and left, though. There hasn't been really anything hit out there. And the pitch. Ball. Ball two. Max Myers would be next. Final game of the regular season for Carney. Burke will host Central tomorrow in Omaha. 2-0. Bober fouls it back. Strike one. Two and one. To Carney's left fielder, Reese Bober. Got Stutz and Welsh. A couple of pinch hits here in the sixth. Coach Archer kind of figuring they should be able to put this one away in the seventh. And the throw to first. No problem. Altwine gets that lead away from first again. Standard lead there for Seth. And the 2-1 pitch. Low, ball three. Bober could be pulling out his third walk in a row here. Walked on four pitches in the fourth, a full count in the fifth to lead things off. This was the first inning. Carney didn't have the leadoff man aboard. The pitch. It is a strike. They'll try to steal. Altwine is in there. And the count is full, three and two. So Seth Altwine gets his second stolen base of the afternoon. And the count is full. Now Bober with a base hit. Can put up run 10 and get his second RBI. 3-2 pitch. And that's going to be right at the second baseman who makes the catch. Chandler kind of a leap. So he's made a couple nice plays. He's had a couple of errors, but he catches the line out there of Reese Bober the first time that he's been retired. No runs on no hits. One error, one man left on. Carney three outs away from the win. We go to the top of the seventh. Bearcats nine. The Bulldogs of Burke two on ESPN Tri-Cities. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. 
Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years, and now you can take us wherever you go. Mobile deposit allows you to deposit checks from your smartphone or tablet with our free business banking app. And never pay for an ATM charge again with our MoneyPass app. It maps out ATMs near you that won't charge a fee because of its partnership with Five Points Bank. We're here to serve you in person and online, and that's why we're the better bank. Doug Duda back with you here on ESPN, KXPN Kearney, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, and Kearney will bring in Lucas Wagner to finish things up here, hopefully. Pitching change brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. So, uh, Braden Anderson goes six innings. He's in line for the win. Gave up just three hits in the baseball game. We'll give you the rest of the numbers here in a second. Looks like I had him for five strikeouts, three walks, and he did club a couple of guys or a couple of hit batters. And we go to the top of the seventh. Omaha Burke is going to go to the bench and bring in Ryan Barboza, a senior catcher. And he will bat in the nine hole for Nolan Chandler. And the first pitch is a ball from Wagner. The second one is chopped solely towards short. Altwine charges, hits the glove, bounces. He's got time, and he throws him out. And Seth Altwine makes the play. So Baboza goes down, and we go back up to the top of the order. And that'll bring up a pinch hitter. We're going to go to Andrew Ferguson instead of Irwin. And the first pitch is a strike. So coming in there, Lucas Wagner is wasting no time getting the job done. The 0-1, swung on and missed, strike two. So it's 0-2. Artzer would be next if they don't pitch hit yet again. And Wagner, the 0-2 pitch. Curveball up, 1-2. And And it looks like we'll have another pinch hitter in Hunter Chavis. 1-2 pitch. Fastball, strike three called over the outside corner. And Wagner, two up, two down. get everybody out of the wind. And here is Chavis. Hunter Chavis, Jr., outfielder, does do a little pitching. So that long trip from Omaha, head coach Hodges is going to get a few more guys in there. And the first pitch here is strike one to Chavis as he takes it. Wagner trying to get us out of here quickly in the seventh. Big curveball that drops in there for strike two. And our little sophomore, Lucas Wagner, looks really good here in the seventh. And the 0-2 pitch, one away from the victory. On the way, but it's high. Ball one, one and two. And we would have yet another pinch hitter if Burke can keep it going. But only one base hit to the outfield against Anderson. Two of them were infield hits. The 1-2 pitch from Wagner is going to be low. Ball two, two and two. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show coming up next here on ESPN Tri-Cities from Memorial Field. 
Final game before the Legion season. And the 2-2 pitch now. Fastball chopped at the plate. Foul brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Mark Shipperwright and Steve Corum see him today. So once again, we'll do the 2-2 here to Hunter Chavis. And the lefty. Curveball chopped towards third. Picked up there, and the throw across the diamond is on the mark. That's where Anderson was. Over to Rich, and that'll be the end of the baseball game. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. And the final score in the final home game of the 2021 high school baseball season, Carney 9 and Omaha Burke 2. Now, coming up, the JV game will be here. But for us, the New West Post Game Show, final stats and a chat with Coach Matt Connett of the Carney Bearcats. Stay with us on ESPN Radio. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! And welcome back to Memorial Field here in Kearney, where it is time for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show as we wrap things up here for Kearney Baseball at home this season. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Kearney comes away with a 9-2 victory over Omaha Burke to win uh, five of their last six. They're now 14-13. and 13. It snaps Burke's five-game winning streak, and they fall to 10-13 and 13 here on the season. We'll give you all the numbers in a moment, but assistant coach Matt Connett, you can always tell he's in shape because he runs up here, and then there's no heavy breathing like the rest of us have. But, uh, man, coach, what was it like down there on the field? That was not very pleasant to watch, was it? Well, it's windy, and then if you don't get something momentum going – you can kind of lose your focus a little bit. I don't think your kids lost their focus, though. We had the one error. Uh, they played pretty good defense. Braden, outstanding pitching. Only one ball hit to the outfield. Uh, again, you wanted to get a few in with the bases. Juiced, you left a lot of guys on base. But it's just started to – we've known this for a while. If you get the pitching performance, your guys are usually going to scratch out enough that uh, you yeah. can get the job done. Well, it was – Braden was good. I, I, he was – he was a little off, I thought, today, actually. He was – a couple times his fastball would just be out of nowhere. I mean, it would just – it would be a three- or four-foot miss as opposed to, you know, a couple inches. But, you know, overall, he, he kept us – obviously kept him down enough to where we could score a few runs. So, I mean, he was he was good enough, that's for sure. But there definitely could have been – could have been a little bit better. How much – 
I, I thought that happened a little more later on in the game after the first inning, and that first inning has always been a little bit of a trying to get your comfort feeling out there. So I thought some of that wildness obviously was a little bit later in the game. But how tough is it? Do you coach to the pitchers, or do they say something to you about the wind? You know, it it shouldn't really, and, and especially here, we're, we're set down in there enough to where sometimes it doesn't really matter where the wind is out of. Um, by the time by the time you actually get to home plate, it's not going to play a, a huge role here just because we're kind of tucked in and, and nestled in there. Um, but, you know, depending on which way the wind's coming from, I mean, it might, you know, if it's at his back, it might keep his curveball up a little bit. And, and his changeup might not might not have the movement, but uh, for the most part, I mean, his curveball was not overly sharp today. And I don't know if that was that was the wind, if that was pushing it. I I don't think so. I think it was just kind of an off day. Well, and Lucas got us out of here. It yeah. was the seventh inning. I want my guy to come in here and finish it out, and yeah. he got the job done. Yeah. Three quick outs. No, he did he did a nice job. He was he's kind of done a he's done a good job in that role where you know got a lead, comes in, he throws a lot of strikes, obviously, and and he's another guy that's got got four pitches that he can throw in there so Matt what about this is the most even in summertime I think that I've seen coach Archer move the lineup around I mean maybe Bruce in center is about the only constant and Max behind the plate and Max has elevated himself all the way up into the two spot now batting there's been a lot of movement do you guys as coaches now and I asked coach Archer about this in the pregame do you feel as comfortable as you felt all year now that you get ready for districts on Saturday? Well, I think that, you know, and we did shuffle some guys again today, uh, but uh, that was just more of, uh, you know, we're trying to get, like, Braden going a little bit. He's He's been struggling here for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Kale's another one. Conrad's another one. He's just trying to get those guys going, and if we can, you know, if we can get them down the bottom and let them see a few more fastballs, maybe they can square a few up and, and get going again. But, you know, they – Brayden had a couple nice at bats. Kale too. He had a couple nice at bats today. So you know they they we could leave him there. Or, you know I don't know if one game is going to be enough to really jumpstart him or not. Well, these guys have definitely shown that there's a great one-two pitch pitching, and that's really what you all you need as far as districts go in single elimination. So the win should secure that you don't have to play Friday. There's so much that's going to happen today and tomorrow. It's we can't even hardly guess at who you're going to play. So yeah. uh, you get ready Saturday by by doing what the rest of the week. Well, we'll we'll practice tomorrow. I know we had talked about possibly taking Wednesday off, as long as we as long as it was looking like we were gonna not play Friday, which which like you said, I I think that'll be the case unless something really goofy happens. All right. Well, I'm I'm pulling for Lincoln because it's closer. But uh, whatever the case is, yeah. we will see at districts, coach. Yep. Congratulations. Yep, thanks for the coverage. That's Matt Conant, assistant coach here for the Kearney High baseball team as the Bearcats win it here this afternoon by a score of 9-2. to two. We'll be back with the final numbers on the New West postgame show right after this. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game, from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. 
Insurance Connection and Kearney wish all the athletes good luck. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make you feel like family. Whether you're looking for home, business, life, or auto insurance, we are here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is connecting people and insurance with care. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene for more information about a policy from Encova Insurance at 308-237-0914 or ins-connect.net. Stop by our office at 2615 Second Avenue, proud supporter of Carney Baseball. Doug Duda back with you here on the New West Post Game Show. Let's take a look at the numbers that we had for today's game. Starting for Omaha Burke, they had two runs on three hits. As we said, only one of those got to the outfield. Only one Carney error in the baseball game, and they left six men on. I had Braden Anderson, the winning pitcher, going six innings. He gave up three hits, gave up the two runs. Three walks, five strikeouts, had a couple of hit batters in the ball game. Lucas Wagner came in in a clean seventh inning. One strikeout, no walks, no hits, no runs in the contest. So for Omaha Burke, as we said, the first hit of the ball game was one that was popped up into the sun with the wind. Tanner Johnson couldn't find it. It landed in the infield. So that has to go as a single is the way it goes. And then they did not have another base hit until there were two outs in the fifth inning. The number nine man, Nolan Chandler, finds a base hit on a 3-2 pitch. And then uh, Jason Irwin was able to get a chopper in the field. And then the back-to-back hit by pitches drove in that second run. And uh, that was it for uh, Omaha Burke as far as offense goes in the ballgame. For Carney Heim, I had nine runs on nine hits. There were six Omaha Burke errors, and a couple of those were trying to pick a kid off uh, first base uh, there in back-to-back plays in the fifth. There were ten Carney runners left on base, and they didn't get a hit in the fifth or the sixth inning. They did score a couple of runs in the fifth after four straight walks. Uh, Reese Bober was on base a lot tonight, but he only had one hit. He ended up going to the plate five times. He'll officially be one of three with two walks, an RBI, and three runs scored in the baseball game. Max Myers had a sacrifice bunt. He had a base hit bunt, and he had a walk and a run scored. For Tanner Johnson, he had a single, stole a base, and scored a run. He also walked to the ball game, so one for three. Corbin Rich, he was one for one. He singled in a run with an infield hit in the first. He had a sacrifice fly in the third. He walked and scored in the fourth, and he walked in the fifth. For Easton Bruce today, Bruce had one base hit, but he had a couple of RBIs. He had a towering fly out to second in the first, reached on an error in the third. It was a hard hit ball, but went right off the second baseman's glove. He singled in a run and scored in the fourth, and then uh, with the bases loaded, had a chopper that the pitcher was able to uh, get him out with. In the fifth. For Kale Conrad, he was one for three in the game with a single and a hit by pitch. Braden Anderson, he was two for four in the game, a single, a double, two RBIs, and a run scored. Cash Roseberry was 0 for two with a walk, and Seth Altwine was one for three with a walk, two stolen bases, and a run scored. Gage Otter, the losing pitcher today for Omaha Burke, two and a third innings, gave up six hits, three runs, no walks, no strikeouts. Riley Steck, one and a third innings, one hit, two walks, no strikeouts. Jamin Creek, a third of an inning, two hits, four walks, a strikeout, and a hit by pitch. And then uh, Jason Irwin came in 
and actually finished off two innings worth of work. One walk, one strikeout in the baseball game. Didn't give up a hit and didn't give up a run. So the final score, Carney 9 and Omaha Burke 2 should secure Carney a three seed most likely in one of the districts that will come out on Wednesday. We'll be following the Bearcats to wherever they go, uh, most likely Lincoln and Omaha because there's not many other Class A schools to worry about. Grand Island is not there. It looks like Archbishop Bergen is not going to be in a spot to get a number one district seed either. So uh, we will see where it goes. Could be a Millard North, could be a Lincoln Southwest. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, if it's somebody that Carney has already seen and wherever it's at, obviously they'll have to take somebody else on before they get to that number one seed. So most likely they will have the second game on Saturday. Let's just assume that the first game at whatever site Saturday would be at 11. So Carney, then you'd be looking at around a 1.30 to 2 o'clock start on Saturday afternoon. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. For our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda. Again, want to remind you, tomorrow night, Cunningham's on the lake. It will be Sean Callahan for our Husker Spring Tour. Usually we do that right after National Letter of Intent Signing Day, but with the different spring, we're doing it after the spring game that we had on Saturday, recapping the spring game, looking at some of the tape of the game and of the recruits, and, of course, the best part, answering your questions. Free and open to the public, of course. You can enjoy dinner and beverages tomorrow night at 6.30 at Cunningham's on the Lake. Austin Allen of Aurora among our guests with Sean Callahan and others on the Doug and Daddy Show tomorrow. Best of luck to the soccer teams as they continue to play district play tonight. And, again, your final score, 9-2, to Carney over Omaha Burke. We'll see you Saturday. Good night, everyone. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. Experience matters. ENT Physicians and Family Hearing Center of Kearney has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head and neck disorders in adults and children, providing the community with otolaryngology and audiology services since 1994. With our main office located in Kearney and six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, we provide the highest quality care. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Blaka, or Dr. Johnson at Kearney ENT and see why Experience matters to us, specializing in you. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.